Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Caged In Presents Coppola Connections, brought to you by the Breadcrumbs Collective and hosted by me, Petros Patsilovis. On this podcast, we look at the collective Coppola family filmography to determine, are they the greatest film family of all time? This is episode 30 and the film we are looking at is the final in the Fifty Shades saga, 2018's Fifty Shades breed uh this episode was a lot of fun and i was joined as i was for the whole saga by charlie vero martin uh, you may be surprised by some of the things that are said in this episode there are some yeah surprising takes some surprising opinions there is some uh, indignation there is some anger to certain points of this film there is oversharing to the nth degree which i think makes for the funnest of the three episodes on this film and that's not to besperch me or charlie or those episodes before just this one was a lot of fun to talk about and we had a lot of fun chatting uh and yeah uh those of you who are keeping up to date with news that dakota johnson has recently been cast as madam spider in an upcoming sony spider-man spin-off and i've to say i'm really hoping a copler is involved i know that jonathan schwartzman has some uh previous of working on the amazing spider-man so hopefully he'll be the dop for that so it's just an excuse to have charlie back even though charlie is due back at some point to talk about saving mr banks but we'll talk about that at a later date so, as always is the case, we will be talking about this film in all of its sordid, dirty details. We will be spoiling it bloody rotten, so be warned, from here on out, it's spoilers galore, baby. So I guess all that's left to do is to get stalked by your ex-boss. Forget about it entirely until it's relevant to the plot, as we make some Coppola Connections. Someone's getting married in the morning. 
And whilst that's happening, we're here to talk about the third installment in the Fifty Shades Saga. Fifty Shades Freed, released in 2018, directed again by James Foley, starring Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan, Rita Ora, Luke Grimes, and Victor Rusak. Danny Elfman returns on the soundtrack. I think, I think he's a bit shafted with this one, but we'll get into that. And our boy John Schwartzman returns as the director of photography. Returning to join me once again to see if, like Anna, with her relationship with Christian, we've got Stockholm Syndrome with this franchise. Is the red to my room, the what are to my butt plugs, the moon to my dance? It's, of course, comedian, writer and actor, Charlie Vary Martin. How are you, Charlie? Hello, I'm well. How are you doing? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a mixture of kind of uh, happy and sad that we get to say goodbye to the Fifty Shades uh, franchise. How are you feeling about the, the parting, yeah, parting ways with this franchise? Uh, I know exactly what you mean. And I think I've got, I've got something that's going to maybe... I don't know, maybe you'll agree or maybe you'll find this statement upsetting, but I thought it was fairly apt that you introduced this as a Stockholm Syndrome thing because I think, I think I quite liked this film. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly would say it's the best out of the three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely like really chew over it, but yeah, I'm not sure if it is Stockholm Syndrome. Something that I've, perhaps suffered with with like covering all the Nicolas Cage films so it's like by the time you get to the straight to VOD sh- like dross you're going this ain't that bad like compared like I don't think with this franchise like I don't know I don't know if it's kind of backloaded with the more interesting stuff happening in this one I guess this yeah. one has a plot so before we get into talk about the plot of this film sure just in case people skipped over the first two episodes for whatever reason or haven't seen the first two films i don't know why they're coming in on a episode on the on the third film <laughs> but yeah should we should we should we recap what what i reckon we can do it pretty quickly what happened in the first two right what 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 what, what yeah. does happen in the first two so a uh, college graduate uh um ends up interviewing this young tycoon and they start a relationship and the first film is all about him um, opening her up to the world of well what they call bdsm uh but i'm sure people who do bdsm in the real world wouldn't call it that and it's a kind of like will they stay together are they in love um you know can he change his ways? Can she be okay with all this? And that ends on a uh, on a coat hanger. It ends on a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> and the second film starts with the answer to that question being yes, he can change his ways immediately. And learn to love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Immediately, <laughs> immediately, it's all fine, and they end up getting together again, and they're having quite like normal yet vaguely rough sex. And then uh, there's a problem with her boss and he tries to assault her. So Christian saves the day and gets him fired. And that film ends with them getting engaged. And but with the cliffhanger of, oh, is this 
old boss who's been fired because of all of the greys gonna seek his revenge and here we are so let's (laughs) talk about the new film but before we do here's the trailer good morning wife Husband. Don't ask me. Mrs. Gray, look out your window. What you know is true. I'm taking you away for the weekend. I just can't believe this is my life that I get to live with you. Oh, I love your precious heart. It meant nothing to me before you. Anna Gray's office. We wanted to welcome the new fiction editor. I bought it for us. I should have asked you first. I love it. Oh my God. Christian. This is Gio Matteo, the architect. This location is perfect. I'm going to build you a fabulous house. Please stop speaking to my husband as if I weren't here. Anna. <laughs> you may call me Mrs. Gray. I'll pick you up a five. I might not be done by then. We're being followed. How the hell are you, Anna? Jack, what do you want? So you want to play? Yes, sir. made a vow to love you faithfully, forsaking all others. Did you sleep with her? To comfort you in times of need, and to keep you safe, for as long as we both shall live. There we go, as if, oh, that's, I think that, I don't know. That's, yeah, I think it's the most action-packed trailer we've had so far of the yeah. three, I'd say. Um, did you have any expectations of what would happen in this film before watching it at all? Uh, I did, a bit. Um, so I was quite excited to see they were, there was going to be a wedding. I was a little bit disappointed there wasn't a bit more of the wedding. But that, to be fair, is a very personal thing because I am getting married next month. <laughs> so so i'm getting married in march so when i saw the trailer also loving an in excess um cover Mm -hmm. by bishop briggs i think it's because the first soundtrack the first film soundtrack was pretty good second soundtrack just went what the fuck again and then it's like right we're back on track with the sexy covers of sexy songs Mm -hmm. for that but yeah i kind of was like i was kind of hoping for some like wedding planning scenes and a Mm. bit more of the wedding just so i personally could feel a little bit more connected but i feel that is a very specific personal to me complaint (laughs) well i i I think like with the whole wedding thing like somebody mentioned like partway through the film that it's only been like eight weeks or something like that (laughs) yes so i i did have that written down i really I was just 
it, it's not even that. Um, she mentions when she talks to the detective, um, he's like, what about uh, Jack? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, he tried, he tried to attack me a couple of, a few weeks ago. Mm. And it's like, okay, so not a month ago. So that, that suggests to me three to four weeks ago. So within three to four weeks, that's happened. And the, the helicopter crash has happened and they've gotten married. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And prior to that, I think only a couple. So this whole trilogy, I think maybe takes place in like two months. <laughs> Am like, I crazy? Yeah, but is, but is that possible? I don't know, because it, 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 it then throws back the whole thing of, like, the kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, like, that kind of period of longing between the first and second film, like, mm. then just really gets condensed to, like, oh, what, it was, like, a, a few days, maybe? A week tops of, like, them uh. kind of being, like, will they, won't they? Which is a bit, like, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it makes him more yeah. creepy if it's, like, a year later. He's there going, oh, I bought all these pa- I bought all these pictures of you that your friend took. Like, or, or it's yeah. kind of like doing it within a week is still like a bit bizarre. But yeah, yeah. It's- that's, a, that's a good point. I think there's maybe like a few months between like the first and second film. But considering she says ha- only halfway through this film, oh yeah, that guy tried to attack me only a few weeks ago. I'm like... So only a few weeks have passed mm. since the middle of the second film and the middle of the third. <laughs> it it kind of looks like to me like I, uh, I probably should have researched this, but looks like the second two were filmed back to back, perhaps because obviously like there's only like a a year turnover in when they come out, so it's like 2017, right. 2018. And when we get like fl- we get like a montage, like not to spoil the end, we w- we will talk about what happens around the end. But there is like a kind of montage of them first meeting. They oh, look yeah. they look considerably younger, like especially the yeah. footage from the first film. You're like, oh yeah, like Jamie Dornan like looks different. He looked, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Looked, and for this whole plot to have like kind of spanned out within a six month period, it's like. That is fucking bananas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's very baby faced and like fluffy haired. His hair's super long in the first mm. film. Um yeah. I think I think this film is like it's a shame because I, I think they finally found their feet with what the film is, what mm. it's going for. And I kind of want them to go back and do the other two. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. With a little bit more understanding of that. <laughs> it's it's like that feeling, you know, when someone's like, oh, here's a new show you should watch. And you watch it and you're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. And they're like, wait till you watch the first season. And the season yeah. two gets really good. And it's like a yeah. trilogy should not be. Normally it's like diminishing returns with trilogies, isn't it? It's like the first <laughs> one is golden. And then it's like, but it should be like, they find their feet by the third by the movie. third film. Yeah. And however many millions and millions of dollars later. Um, yeah, that final montage did feel a bit Lord of the Ringsy to me. It's like, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like lots of video of them 
clips of them like clinking champagne glasses i'm like is that all you really do yeah and like elevator doors opening because i guess that's like a motif yes. that runs throughout the whole the whole series is just like oh here's the first time anna comes out of the of the elevator here's the time where he fingered her in the elevator and they come out like... <laughs> i have to say um i was thinking about I was thinking about uh, you and this film and fingering uh, a couple of weeks ago because I was having to write and making all the playlists for my wedding um, and like and <laughs> like all these sort of like love songs like jazz songs and like moon dance came up and I'm like that's out that that can't be played at my wedding that's now been ruined for me forever that song <laughs> hopefully that 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 should have been ruined anyway because Van Morrison's a big uh, anti-vaxxer yeah. nutter as well so yeah you can keep your prs checks uh van stick them up your ass mate uh, um <laughs> so should we talk about the plot of 50 shades freed um charlie mm. do the honors what is this film about so this is the newly married mr and mrs gray or are they called mr and mrs gray because that's one of the first conflicts that pops up is whether or not she's changing her name and obviously he's a dick about it um and we realize very quickly because again at the end of the second film it's like oh is jack gonna set some like come back for revenge and within five minutes of the third film the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) he's he's already tried to set fire to his office so they up all their security and the whole film is kind of like them playing cat and mouse with him like jack trying to like attack them and kidnap them and all this stuff um and her being like i think you're being overprotective and then it's like no he's right on the money um because <laughs> this guy does want to like murder his family and yeah it's their early stages of married life and the issues that unfold from that including getting kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that succinct? That, I was kind of forgot is, I'd have to do that. <laughs> no, that is that 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 is succinct. Yeah, and there's that that's really reminded me. You saying about the whole thing about Jack and the upping of security because that is a plot thread that is only pulled upon when they need it. Like for the other time, it's like, mm. hey, we want to go enjoy ourselves. Let's go have some fun. Like let's go to a holiday home. Like let's forget about that. And then it's like. Oh yeah, this film needs to get back on the tracks. There's a big yeah. scary man about. It's like, oh okay, you can kind of live live scot free until the plot kind of taps you on the shoulder yeah. and goes, oh, "There's a film over here that we need to be continuing with." Yeah, it's like you're letting pretty much everyone apart from Christian Gate great like go on a hike, like as if you know Jack wouldn't be able to trail them to the middle of the woods and kill them all it's like this the uh, architect can pop up in this random town where they have a, yes. a pine lodge but no way would this like you know vengeful guy who's got lots of minions be able to track them to the woods <laughs> yes yeah that is that that is a very bizarre and we'll get into the whole like jack stuff in a bit but let's mm. talk about that wedding so yeah it starts with the yeah. wedding you said you're a bit disappointed about that i was i, I was expecting more like it Mm. it it didn't like one of the things i don't know i I expected more decadence he's supposed to be minted right like obviously there is a there is a moment in this film when anastasia can easily withdraw 
five million dollars from the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Their wedding, like I'm not saying it looks cheap. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a kind of it's not a community center, and like you can no. st- you can still see like the remnants from I don't know the local rugby club have been in there the night before or something like that. But like <laughs> it's 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 not. It's, I don't know, it, and it feels like feels like we're like an afterthought. I thought there would be more mm-hmm. wedding. Yeah, like you said, I thought there would have been like some. I thought that would have been I don't know like middle act or kind of like that that yeah. would have been a... surely that's a more dramatic background backdrop for like somebody to like try and you know plot some kind of revenge mm. you know in the middle of like this big theatrical wedding um is when like Jack decides to like set fire to his car or something I don't know but yeah I mean I mean, I, I'm getting, I'm doing a one venue ma- a wedding, uh, mm-hmm. but I did feel like, you know, they got, they did marrying wedding ceremony and party all in the same room. Like, I get it. That's a great way to cut some wedding costs. That's what I'm doing. But kind of hoped for like a few more locations, mm-hmm. a little bit more change of decor, maybe a change. She did do a going away outfit, yes. which I'm also not doing because that's, the, I'm, I've paid a lot of money for my wedding dress. I'm wearing <laughs> the same dress all day people are like are you doing two dresses i'm like absolutely fucking not i'm wearing this one dress (laughs) until i physically can't like function with it still on like i am getting as much wear out of this dress as i can but like they go away they do their sort of leaving bit like in the middle of the day it's like pure sunshine i I found that a bit odd so i've got a clip of when christian like says to her like let's split this joint this is great yeah yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I'm sick of sharing you with the riffraff. And and then yeah, they just kind of like it feels very I don't know. It feels very weird their wedding. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like they they don't really want to be there. Like it's like it, it and then like my early my thoughts throughout this film, uh, for a lot of it is should they have got married? Like, mm. should they really oh, yeah, have got married? Like, are they ready for this? Are these are these two kooky cats ready for this big commitment? Because they don't seem like it. Yeah, especially because, like, in the next scene, she's like, oh, do you not want to have kids? And I'm like, that's maybe a conversation yes. you should have before getting married. Yes. Well, <laughs> if it, it's something you want. <laughs> and it looks like the money that they saved on their wedding went on possibly, like, the most lavish... Um, honeymoon going because it's just an excuse to just like jet set all over Europe and kind of I think they take in Paris at some point it looks like there might be like Monaco or something like that he's got Mm. there's private jets there's yachts like yeah and I do not judge them for that at all if you want to spend all your money on a fancy honeymoon instead of like a crazy wedding I 100% support that but I feel he was rich enough that he could have done both. Yes, at least yeah, yeah, hundred percent of the film. <laughs> and also, like after this wedding, like she's been with him. Okay, well, she's maybe only been with him a couple of months, but like he, she knows how loaded he is. She knows he's got a private um, plane and a private helicopter and stuff. So when she turns up at the jet and she's like, "Oh my god, you own this!" It's like, yeah, he's yeah. Christian Grey. How have you not figured out he's? loaded yet like of course he has a private jet yeah like 
I'm assuming they need to stop and refuel on the way to Paris because that's quite a long journey from Seattle. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I thought their honeymoon looked great. And another thing I did like about this film in comparison to previous film is it starts off with the sort of montage that the audience, like the, the, the women seeing this film, if you, unless you've forgotten, the second film starts with a montage of child abuse. And yes. him getting like abused as a child. And I think my comment on that was like, why can't women just have porn? Like, why do they have to have a tragic backstory? Why can't they just watch a film with nice stuff in it? And this is what this film delivered. The first montage is like a 40-year-old woman's Pinterest. There's like beautiful wedding dresses and like lovely lamps in the wedding venue. And then there's like hotels and Paris and Monaco and beaches and yachts and like and then they go to a pine lodge and then she like decorates a mansion I'm like this is what we want to see this is what makes us happy (laughs) yeah not 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 to be like really gendered on stuff but like do you reckon there's a part the fact that this is like uh directed by a man where it's like with the wedding it was a bit like kind of like it's like getting a man to plan a wedding right he's like just make it just make it functional like that's what this wedding feels it feels very functional whereas it like i don't know there's not not a band it's like i guess they had a deep there's i was (laughs) because they do this ceremony and i'm like okay and then it's like again it's all in like one room it's like all one shot they don't even change the cameras around they don't even like film from another angle of the room and when they start playing like disco music i was like oh my god if they just got like a dj in to do like just just like it's, they were not seeing their first dance they've not i assumed there was going to be a full on band and like opera singer and all sorts going on but no no, it's just like a function room. It's a very nice function room in a hotel, but it does seem a little bit lackluster. Oh, maybe a... he was pla- maybe he was uh, just like he's only been to his own wedding and that's what he had at his wedding and he's just like, we'll just do that. <laughs> yeah, James Bowley's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. Um, so when they're on their honeymoon, I've picked out a clip of kind of, this is like the first moment where I was like, oh, maybe maybe he hasn't changed from the Christian that we know. Take off the whole thing. Not a chance. Why? You're showing plenty as it is. I am wearing more than any woman here. You want to be ogled by every guy on the beach, including Taylor? Hmm. When's Taylor gonna get a vacation? We need security. On the beach? Why? Because we do. You're done. So, what, one one of the things that that clip made me, yeah, made me realize that maybe Christian still is this like ultra possessive uh, asshole. But then also made me think, I would love to see a spin-off movie all about Taylor's vacation. <laughs> Taylor on tour. <laughs> Like I, I, I reckon I could write it. I reckon, like, give me, yeah, like, yeah, just to see. And, and it's like that thing when you think of films. Like, I'd love to see this story from that guy's perspective. Like this kind of, yeah, put upon driver slash security who has to deal with this, yeah, ultra rich, like I don't know, like yeah, uh, young, like a young Gildenstein and Rosencrantz are dead, but. From the yeah, it's security, like, great security driving <laughs> Mr. Gray, right, or like something like yes. that. Yeah, like kind of 
uh, okay, Mr. Gray, let's let's go here. But they like I don't know if they, this. <laughs> This film, this film, like, what's interesting about it is there's like loads of characters from the first two, like her parents, ditched at the wayside. Oh, they don't feature at all. Yeah, and it's like, but then Taylor, it's like, hey, let's give him a bit more shine. He seems to not just be like the driver anymore. <laughs> He's now like head of security, kind of head of reconnaissance and stuff like that. So throughout the film, he's like, we've done the tracking on Hyde. And it turns out that he used to be in Detroit in, in the foster care system. He used to blackmail his his assistants mm. with sex tapes and stuff like that. It's like, oh, fucking hell, Taylor's got it going on. We didn't even see any of this before. It was kind of just like uh-huh. the man who would like nod and be like, yes, I'll dr- I drive the car. <laughs> I mean, perhaps that's something that's in the book. Maybe he's more of a character in the book, so we've not mm. really picked up on that before. Um, but yeah, I I agree. The one thing I will say about, because you were asking about, oh, is because of man, do you think the wedding scenes are a bit shit? <laughs> one thing I will stand by is I, my main complaint from the second film is you don't see his bum a lot, but you see a lot of her nipples. Mm-hmm. So I kept a tally this time to check the bum to nipple ratio. Amazing. Um, and and I want you to know that, like, my sort of process for this is, like, you have to fully see her nipples. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, they're poking out of a bikini or whatever. It's, like, this is fully a shot that's, like, Hero Dakota's nip- nipples. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being the bar, you have six nipple scenes, scenes of her nipples. Um, do you care to hazard how often we see his bum? Twice. Uh, yes. So it's twice, but the first time it's an angry bum. It's not a sexy bum. He's angry and walking away from her angrily. So it's like a grumpy bum. Yeah. And I don't know if that counts. Um, as they say, with, I didn't count her in her bikini because it wasn't sexy nipples. That's just her with her nipples out. It's functional. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Functional nipples. Um, and the second one, I've given it like a 0.5 to a 1 because you really only see half his bum. Because he's like when they're having sex on top of the the table eating ice cream, mm. and then he shimmies his trousers down just a little bit more, and you just get a glimpse of his bum. So I would still say that I feel like if it'd been a female director, there might have been a better bum to nipple ratio. Well, this feels like a perfect. My... You mentioning gr- uh, grumpy bum, we get angry <laughs> nipples in this film. There is a scene mm-hmm. that feels like. Did not have to be filmed with Dakota Johnson topless getting dressed for work. That is like, yes, for all intents and purposes, it's like a really serious scene of them having an argument mm. about what fundamentally matters to them as a couple and what it fundamentally means to be in a loving relationship with someone and potentially like bearing children together and kind of like like loving mm. each other but she just happens to yeah it's like like in the scene it's like does she need to be topless could they could they have not just like she angrily got dressed and then they have this conversation like moments later do you know what i mean in the kitchen as opposed to her like nude like i don't know i feel like that's quite i feel like that might have been a choice a sort of and maybe like from her point of view because what distracted me more than the nipples is the fact she's standing in her tights 
mm-hmm. tights are a very unsexy item of clothing, mm-hmm. especially if you're just wearing tights. And I kind of feel like that's maybe where they were going. And she's like, I have a body because I'm a person and I need to get around the planet. Like mm-hmm. my body's not just here for you to think is a sexual object. Yeah. I have boobs and hips because I'm maybe going to bear a child and nipples are functional for that yeah. purpose. So there's a part of me that feels like, because I really enjoyed that argument. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoyed Anna a lot more in this film because the thing about that argument, it's not so much that she was also being like, well, this is something we've got to talk about. It's also, she was like, you dealt with last night horrifically. Like mm-hmm. I am pregnant. You shouldn't have just walked out and got drunk and then talked to like your old mistress. Like, I don't like that was a bad way to hand. I'm mad at you for that yes. as much as anything else. And so her being like, yes, I am naked, but it's because I got to get to work and I'm getting dressed. Like me being naked doesn't always have to be about sex. Yeah, I've, I've got a clip of that <laughs> um, scene to kind of really emphasize like kind of the juxtaposition of her kind of being, do you know what I mean? In, in the fact like, yeah, you can't, for a film that is supposed to be quite salacious and kind of sexy, that, that, that they, they, that, yeah, they. It's interesting that she is topless in this scene. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I will choose this baby over anybody because that is what decent parents do. It's what your mother should have done for you, and I am so sorry that she didn't, Christian. I am sorry, but you are not a kid anymore, Christian. You need to grow the fuck up. So yeah, it's it's real it's real intense stuff that scene. It's like kind of, and I just, I, I don't know. Like yeah, I, I I am like you. I think I've got Stockholm syndrome with this film, and I I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed. I did. But all its kind of soapiness, and it's like this is very very soapy. And what like baffles mm. me about that is I went look when looking, this was released in IMAX in certain places at a limited IMAX release and I'm just like like part of me wishes I could like could go back and watch it in IMAX just because that would have been like an experience do you know what I mean like what would they have got out of that like I don't don't know Dakota Johnson's nipples would have been massive I was gonna say like (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was in 3D but at least do you know what I mean (laughs) And those, those those needle drops would have just been like pumping from some of the best like the best sound system oh, you could yeah. possibly get. But yeah, it's that that I thought was a like a bizarre choice. Very odd, the, very for, odd choice for the film. So uh, back to the honeymoon, and obviously, yeah, they mm. we get to the first sex scene of this film, which is they head back to the yacht after their argument about her having her nipples out. So he's not even. He's not even, he's not happy about the nipples being out. He's like, hey, mm. these nipples are for me, not for these others. And that is a big thing about this film. He's always saying like, yeah. I want you for myself and no one else. Mm-hmm. And it is, I'm like, oh, come on, come on, Christian. Like, chill out. You yeah. shouldn't have these issues if you've married someone. You should be mm. like beyond that. Do you know what I mean? You should be like, I love you. You love me. Let's just go. Let's just go on about our lives. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. And yeah, they. He makes that whole thing about paparazzi as well. And like that felt like that could have been like juicy stuff for the for the film to delve into, or like I guess the mm. book, the book. Yeah, and I think any flaws 
kind of uh with plotting and stuff like that can always be blamed on one person and one person only and that is E.L. James <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also like would the paparazzi really want to see like her nipples like would they re- like do people in France and Monaco who as she makes the point of saying see nipples all the time like everyone on this beach has got their tits out she's like they're used to seeing tits do they really care about some rich guy's wife from seattle yeah like and would there really be paparazzi there and it's that thing all i think about is those like terrible telescopic photos of people like topless on the beach and normally like pixelated Hmm. as hell aren't they and it's like yeah like does anyone like does anyone really care Especially nowadays, and obviously this film would have been made, what, 2017? I feel like we kind of, I don't know, in a way past all of that. that. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? It was more of a thing in, like, the early 2000s. It would have been, like, or or, or the first time that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were going out. That was, like, more of, like, a, it's Jennifer Lopez nipples Mm. on the beach with Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. Like, whereas now they're kind of smooching up. It's more the thing of, I can't believe they're back together. It's like she could have her nipples yeah. out, and I'd be more like, "Wow, it's uh, it's J Lo and yeah, it's, it's it's Ben and Jen." Like, um, I'm more, yeah, put those <laughs> nipples nice away. Yeah, good for you guys. Love can work. <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe back in the day, like women might have been more embarrassed that like it's that idea of like oh you go back to work and people are like oh I saw your nipples at the weekend online. Like she probably wouldn't care these days she'd probably be more likely to care if they were like oh look cellulite and like that uh, yeah, sort of yeah, 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 yeah. paparazzi do but she's got nice nipples so like why not have them out <laughs> like so you know talking of nipples let yeah let's talk about that first sex scene which takes place on the mm. yacht and um like any good um uh husband he has bought his collection of handcuffs on holiday with them for their mm-hmm. honeymoon that's a, that's a good guy I'm at, or they come with the yacht i'm not sure they don't go into the logistics <laughs> of how how that worked if it was carry on imagine it was probably in the hold luggage uh to to avoid uh detection on the uh <laughs> some explaining yeah. to do at uh, passport control but yeah um is this steamy is this like uh, yeah absolutely not <laughs> It's, I have written here, nil foreplay or bum. So mm. <laughs> there's zero, like, the most, the only foreplay there is, is the, like, handcuffs being put on. Like, oh, you've been naughty, handcuffs. And then it's like, he's like, wow, right, right in there. And that's it. It's like, oh, okay. And then, that's, that's all you're going to give her. <laughs> and at the end, like near the end of the sex scene, so like mid, mid sex, he says this to her. Do you love me? No, I love you. Then why do you define me? Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, let's stop that because then it just goes into some grunge <laughs> for a bit. Uh, but like, I don't like. I, I get that this film feels like the paradigm shift in her getting more agency than she's had before in any of these films. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of very much her becoming in her own. But like, I, I, I don't know. You, you could probably speak to this more than I can. But obviously, it's now she feels <laughs> empowered because she's got 
his name. Do you know what I mean? And that's like a big bargaining mm. chip, or at least like a kind of thing for it kind of like feels like a line of like, do you know what I mean? When she needs to use it, she's like, Call me Mrs. Gray. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. well you should you should I don't I don't know, you kind of that that whole th- debate they have about her name and like her not changing mm-hmm. it for work, it's like that's dropped nearly instantly for her to just be yeah. like, I feel more empowered by using your name because you're super rich and I can get away with fucking everything by having yeah. this name. It's a weird thing where they're both kind of being quite needy and quite like, oh, I own this bit of you and you own that bit of me. And it's like, well, we're married now. This is what we do. Like when he said, because it is an interesting debate and it's one that like I hear, I talk about, well, I don't talk about a lot, but I seem to get dragged into the conversation of changing your name. Because obviously I'm getting married as well. I'm not going to change my name. Um, And my partner's very fine with that. my main argument being like, I've already had to change my name for equity and spotlight <laughs> and I'm not going through it all again. <laughs> Vero Martin is not a real name. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a fake name. So it's like, I've already gone through all that shit. Um, but yeah, and it's a conversation that a lot of women have and men seem to maybe have less. I don't know. Is it a conversation that you have ever been pulled into as a man with other men? No, it isn't. Like, like, and especially, I don't, I'm from Crawley, so imagine, like, a lot of my school friends who have got married and stuff like that. It, it, do you know what I mean? It is that, that old school. And it's not mm. to, to, to besmirch them or anything. Like that. I do know a friend who, like, I know, I know, yeah, I know, like, friends of mine who have amalgamated their surnames into, like, a new, a mm-hmm. new, a new surname and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, one, one of my good friends, uh, him and his wife kind of have, like now have like a dar- a double barrel surname and like mm-hmm. his 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 portion of it isn't even his son is like kind of a maybe like his mother's maiden name so like it's it's ah. even more removed from that so like that yeah that's pretty progressive and i guess like i'm privy to that kind of thing do you know what i mean it's not a discussion mm-hmm. i've had but like i've had similar discussions in the fact that i have a child and then it's like that thing Mm. I never had that thing of, I don't know, like he has to just have my surname, and we like, comp- yeah, we like kind of didn't even compromise. We kind of both it was kind of instinctual to be like, hey, he's mm. now he's now got a double barrel surname. So even though his dad sounds like me, he's got like a really posh name because all of a sudden <laughs> it's got a hyphen in it, and it's like, like yeah. it's, it's more. What? It's more the fact that we're just, uh, I don't know, really, really woke and kind of like, hey, he should like, <laughs> he could choose when he gets old enough. He might be like, exactly. That Greek name so is too is, long. This is the weird thing. I think maybe English people are more hung up on the hyphen thing. I don't know. When I was growing up, um, I well, I didn't really know anyone with a hyphenated surname yeah. anyway because. I didn't go to a posh school or anything like that. But when I see a hyphenated surname, I always assume it's just like parents are like, that's just their parents' choice or maybe their parents are divorced or not together or whatever. Um, So when I changed my name to Vero Martin, I didn't think anything of it. And then afterwards it's like, oh shit, now people are going to think I'm really posh because apparently that's a thing. Yeah, but normally like a hyphenated surname would be like 
Longleat Living Bottom, and that that those, yeah. those sound like yeah. two really posh names. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, yeah. if you hear like my son's surname, it's just like, oh no, he's just got both his parents' surnames that are just kind of like, yeah, a bit different, and like they are their their own their own surnames in their own right. Yeah, so one of his surnames yeah. is Pat Syllabus. Do you know what I mean? And it's like that's uh, yeah, but that's just that's just a Greek name. Like that's yeah, yeah. that's my surname. And then yeah, he's got exactly. Well, yeah. the thing is, if Connor and I have kids and we decide to do a double barrel name, their name will be Martin Jones, which sounds like a double act from the eighties, like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I've kind of always um thought, in so in Scotland, in the old days in Scotland before the union with England, so. English people in the same way in like old in in Italy today the way it works is the woman always keeps her name after getting married that's not a thing and then the children take the man's name Mm -hmm. um I don't know what it what is it in Greece is it a similar thing in Greece um I'm not too sure I'm I'm like I have the most Greek name in the world I'm probably one of the least (laughs) Greek people you'll ever meet I always say that my name has got me so many job interviews and then my voice has lost me so many jobs do you know what I mean because they oh no they think that I'm they think that they're like gonna oh yeah we'll get this guy on a box box ticking exercise do you know what I mean like got a yeah. foreigner we got a foreigner in, in the ranks and then I turn up I don't know what they're expecting maybe somebody sounds like they own a kebab shop and then I turn up and oh, I sound no. like I should be selling fruit and veg down the local market yeah <laughs> But, like, the thing that disappointed me with this film, with the name thing, the conversation, first of all, because he was like, she was like, would you change your name? And he was like, yeah, because what does it matter? And I'm like, I kind of agree. Like, that's why I'm like, I'm not particularly fussed if my kids have my name or not. I just feel practically for me, it's better for me to keep my name. Um, and he's like, would you change your name? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, call his bluff. Do it. Like, yes. Do a double barrel name. Your names go per- like Steel Grey. Why yeah. wouldn't you be Mr. And Mrs. Steel Grey or Grey Steel? Like that. <laughs> that's yeah. a, those are words. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it's even more of like a power name, right? Grey Steel, yeah. Steel Grey. It is like really like. Ugh. It does sound like a kind of what color iPhone you getting? Oh, I'm getting the Steel Grey. Like it. Uh, it does exactly. sound a bit like that, or like. I don't know, you're going to get your Aldi, which I imagine is one of the sponsors for this film because they are oh, littered definitely. all over the place. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah. And it, yeah, it looks like the Aldi in this film that uh, she and he drive could definitely be called like, oh, what, what colour is that coming? Oh, is that, that's, a, that's the steel grey. Yes. Why didn't they do it? I just assumed, I also kind of thought way back in the day when she named the characters that that was probably where it was heading. Yeah, um, and, and, and to your point about like the the moment when she could call his bluff is like he just uses that as like weird leverage to to, mm. to be like, well, I would do it, so I won't. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like not a thing of like I yeah. know. And she that, just goes, okay, then. Yeah, <laughs> okay, oh yeah, usually. But before we get to that, obviously, when they're on their honeymoon, they get this, mm. they get that devastating news that. Uh, <laughs> that yeah that somebody has broken in like their ethan hunt out of mission impossible <laughs> into the server room stole a load of information and set a fire and um christian mentions to anna about the helicopter i got a report from the faa they don't think that the helicopter crash was an accident they said it looks like sabotage 
Sabotage? Why wouldn't you tell me that? I didn't want you to worry. You think Jack did that too? Why would he be going to these lengths? I don't know. <laughs> so we get a nice, yeah, we get a nice hint that Jack is on the prowl and back for revenge. Um, mm. So I mean, a hint, like, obviously it's him that did yes. it. Yeah, like... By dressing as a Janny, by, like, doing a Scooby-Doo and dressing up as a Janny. What I, what I found, like, bizarre about this, it, it could have, like, given so much license to have, like, a, a subplot about some kind of, like, corporate espionage some bluff at least do you know what mm. i mean and then jack like turns up later on in the film but they kind of like seed it really really early and as i said earlier they mm. just kind of drop it for a bit and then like when they need it yeah. and they go oh jack's back oh drop it for a bit he's been arrested jack's back like boom 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 it's just kind of flip-flopping constantly um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, what do you what do you make of what do you make of the uh, what's his name? Uh, well, yeah, Jack Hyde. The actor's name is Eric Johnson. What do you make of him in this film? I mean, it's not. It's a fairly two D character thing, and I was getting a bit worried for a sec that they were going to be like, yep, if you end up in foster care, then you're a psychopath. And I'm like, please don't go down that road. Mm. And they managed to save it just at the end by being like, but you're a nice person, Christian Grey, despite the two films that have all been about your flaws. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so he does go... I, I didn't buy that somebody who's like a publisher would go that nuts like into mm. like arson and murder because as you said like, I thought maybe like corporate espionage or maybe when I heard that like he'd stolen the files from his computer I was like oh shit he's gonna release to the public about all his ex weird girlfriends and like you know try and break up their marriage yeah. by like, like releasing all this like footage of her that he secretly had of like before they were together like I thought it was gonna go down that route and like test their marriage that way but no it didn't he didn't find anything apparently in his yeah. in his store cupboard <laughs> yeah it's, it is bizarre and then we get a scene that is uh i guess it's chekhov's baby for this film <laughs> do you not want to have kids of course wait what was One that day, just not now i'm not ready to share you with anyone So that is them, obviously, yeah, talking about her asking him if he wants kids. And mm -hmm. again, I find it... A bit late in the day. Very bizarre to say, I don't want to share you with anyone. And let's be honest, like, and it, we can talk about his reaction to when she actually announces mm. she is pregnant as well, is like, mm. ah, fuck it, I'll play the clip of that as well, because it feels like a good juxtaposition. So... <laughs> To uh, to talk about those that that scene and that scene together. Uh, mm. All the detectives he I'm did pregnant. the same. Six or seven weeks. <laughs> you forgot your shot. Christian, I'm sorry. I know it's not good timing. 
I have plans for us. I wanted to give you the world. Do you really think that I'm ready to be a father? No. I don't. And I'm not ready to be a mother either, but we'll just figure it out. <laughs> I'm not ready to figure it out. Now, the thing I was going to say about him, like saying he doesn't want to share, and like it, it ties into his reaction as well about not being ready to be a parent is, do we honestly think that they are actually going to do any of the heavy lifting when it comes to actually <laughs> raising a child? <laughs> Nannies galore. Yes. Like... <laughs> Like, uh, they barely cook for themselves. Why? <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, but they, 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 have, they have constant security. And let me stress again, there is a moment in this film when Anastasia can easily withdraw $5 million. And it's kind <laughs> of not even a big deal. It doesn't even seem like it's like a dent on things. Like, he's, like, he's got a private jet. He's buying houses willy-nilly. He's kind of got like the newest mm -hmm. car that's available. Yeah, and I'm not like, I don't know. The, the, I can say, I think I can say this as being a parent. Yes. I yeah. was, I was not prepared to be a parent. I was, I was probably the same mm -hmm. age that they are. Like he's, so we're guessing if this is in like a free, like however long, six month period, this whole story takes place. It's established that he's 27. I became a dad at 27. So, wow. so, and I, I like, and I, I'm going to say this. If I had a lot of money, I would have felt a lot more prepared to be a parent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have felt a lot more prepared. Like, I'm not saying like having a lot of money makes you a good parent, but like, there's, no. there's other stuff that goes involved. But 100%. I do think, when you have loads and loads of money, like you can figure out the other stuff pretty fucking quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're when you've got the compounded thing of I need to figure out like the emotional stuff that goes with this, the practical stuff, and like kind of being like, Oh, I'm an assistant manager of a coffee shop and I'm a parent. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that that would have been my worst nightmare. It's still my worst nightmare to get pregnant right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, there's no way, no way I'm dealing with that. Um, yeah, but when, you know, you're a multimillionaire and you don't have to, well, I guess we need to find a house with another room in it. Like, that's, he's got one. Uh, <laughs> I need to find a job that makes more money. There, one doesn't exist because you already make all the money. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It's like, oh, where are we gonna like? For me, it's like I live in a flat with like a gentleman. We should like we're we're sharing a flat with someone else. Like, it's not like a thing mm -hmm. like they're like. It's not like a thing of like genuinely like. Where are we gonna put this baby? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Whereas they're like, where is it physically gonna go? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, oh, which wing of the house can this baby have? <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where can the help sleep? Like, where can the kind of teams that are going to raise this baby sleep as well? Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, 
it's it, it's it, I I find I find it crazy. I don't understand like what he he said. I I had the world planned for us. Like, what yeah, more does he want? He's basically complaining that it's going to be harder for them to go on holiday because I don't know, like school holidays or something. I don't know term times. <laughs> like, maybe that's it. It's like you've you've got enough. You're probably going to send the boy to boarding school. Let's face it. Like that's <laughs> it's that much of an issue. I really don't like that's his main complaint like but we won't get to go on holiday all the time and it's like you weren't getting to do that anyway I yeah I'm trying to think I guess like that might like I guess the biggest upheaval of their like setup and their relationship with having a child would be maybe like the the playroom do you know what I mean like yeah the that like you can't i guess you i don't know but even then they still have the help do you know what i mean like it doesn't feel like their life would be that inconvenienced enough do you yeah. know what I mean? enough like because to... that's also that's in a separate like a uh, floor of the flat as well like the child doesn't even need to know what's in there like it's some that's something that confused i'm just going to go off topic very slightly but still filmed when she, when she's mad at him and she's like, well, I can't like she's like I can't even sleep in the same bed as him. She goes and sleeps on the sofa in the red room. And I'm like, didn't you used to have like a whole other spare room that was your quarters when you first moved in? Couldn't you just sleep in there? Yeah. Like, and you isn't have a there, huge penthouse. Isn't there a spare bedroom somewhere? And there's a and I'm like even like going to the playroom. I'm pretty sure there's a bed in there as well. Yeah, yeah. She so sleeps like, on the sofa. I mean, I could get maybe she's like, oh, I don't want to sleep in the bed because then it's like, this is this is bed for sexiness and it makes me think of sexiness. I'm going to sleep on the sofa instead. But I'm like, go sleep in the spare room. Like, yeah. why? But the thing, like, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I think if you, like, with that whole room, if you run a black light over it, it will, like, kind of look like a Jackson Pollock <laughs> painting. So I don't even, I don't think she was safe on the sofa there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure no. she, yeah. I mean, that's wipe clean, at least, because it's a, um, a Chesterfield. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, some, some, no. some, some stains don't, even if you wipe clean, they're still there. The memory is still there, Charlie. Yeah, can... they penetrate the mind as well as <laughs> other faces. <laughs> But, but yeah, his like reaction to it is so, um, but I think what is good that she, um, later on, like really sort of underlines is that she's like, it's not that she's just annoyed that he's saying all these things that sound selfish. It's the, not what you said, it's the way you said it, <laughs> which is so mm. true because he acts so aggressively and it's like, you shouldn't shout at a woman who's just found out she's pregnant. She's like fragile enough like mm. that's not a good good way to and also he's like you didn't get your shot and it's like this is why contraception should be a ch- uh, should be a shared responsibility yeah <laughs> quite a lot if you like i had to even look it up i don't think i've ever been in um offered a contraceptive shot like an injection it's usually like all the other things but yeah to get you have to go get it um topped up like every like 12 weeks and i'm like that's quite a lot quite a lot of admin yeah it, on top of. but like well, yeah it's established in this film as well that she like the doctor is calling and she is not answering like, i think the doctor mm. says like i've been trying to call you loads and like my mind went like she's been doing a lot of partying and a lot of like walking yeah. Do you know what I mean? she's been like hiking and stuff like that like she's really been like getting to it like she's a 
She's oh, it's, it's early stages of pregnancy. People do a lot, like Jet you know, People do a lot, like uh, yeah, butt lot, plugs uh, and all sorts. Like. <laughs> so yeah, should we? Should, um, we'll get to butt plugs. Don't you worry about that, guys. Mm. That will be coming mm. up. Um, here's a clip I wanted to play, which is like a kind of like quite light-hearted clip, and it you get to see a different side of Anastasia when she's shown to her new office, and even though she's been on her honeymoon, has got a. Uh, a promotion like and you get you yeah. get you get the introduction of liz who's kind of like very very snotty about it she's like you got a promotion mm-hmm. and you weren't even here but it's the mm-hmm. uh it's the reaction from hannah her her assistant to her sexy security guard yes. i know it's very very fancy um can we find a spot for him i might have an opening Hannah, <laughs> down, girl. Uh, everything's in relatively the same. I love Anna's kind of that one moment where she, I don't know, like she can she could talk about something that isn't Christian and kind of like because it seems like this film uh, would fail the Bexdale test, like <laughs> immediately. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like every conversation she has is about 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 christian whereas mm-hmm. I, I just like to i don't know that that the, her delivery of like down girl i really like that it's like kind of like i should go a bit, go a bit of sass and a bit of pizzazz about her like mm-hmm. i, I kind of like that i wish i wish that the hannah and anna uh i don't know kind of relationship was a, a bit a bit more than than it than we kind of get in this film yeah it kind of reminds me about what i disliked about the opening of the first film where it's like her and Kate and everything's like super sexy like oh this is how this is how female friends talk to one another and it's like no they don't not especially not at work like (laughs) also just on this scene I feel like within like two minutes there's a lot of lazy naming of characters Mm. because there's Hannah and Anna and it's like could you not get find another girl's name that doesn't end in an A um and then there's also voice fox which yes. just is like that's like voice box is what i thought i heard <laughs> first time around, and i'm like who's voice box what's wrong with her voice box i'm like oh voice fox what a stupid name well yeah that, and that's the thing like the there's almost like a lack of characters in this as well it's when it's revealed mm. that mia and jose are together it feels very like it feels that feels very soapy yeah. it's like that thing of like it just I, I, I don't know why i thought of hollyoaks that thing of like oh we need this person to have like a love interest it's like well we own like in a soap it's like we only have this array of characters it's got to be one of mm. them it's not like all of a sudden she could just have a life outside of this film do you know what i mean it yeah. has to be someone who's already established and it's like even then it's not really established why or how they're together it just happens to be like he's a character in this franchise so is she they're now together are they actually together do we see them together well like it's kind of like they're always paired up on things right so it's like it's Mm. it, it would feel weird if they weren't right like because it's what it's yeah it's kate i just assumed that Kate and yeah, Elliot. They're all invited to the um to the like friends getaway thing. But I thought they were both invited as two separate single people. 
And just because everyone else is sat next to their partner, they're sat next to each other. And then he says, she says something about being in the sauna. He's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, so Jose thinks Mia's cute. But I don't, I didn't take that to mean they were actually together. I just thought that was, in which case, like, where is he at the end when she's like getting kidnapped? Yes. (laughs) Like, surely her boyfriend should be a bit more concerned. Yeah. Or a bit more involved. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Maybe they're not together, but even then it's like, why is he there? Like, why is he now? Like, why is he there? Yeah, why is he now like, a part of the fight? They didn't have a great friendship. Yeah, because the last she saw him, we think, was at his art exhibit where she was like pissed off at him for like, taking all these candid pictures. Like, why would Christian invite someone who previously was in love with his wife on like a secret retreat with them? Well, I think for no apparent reason he turns up. He's at their apartment when he comes back from like you know like his five minutes in peril of being like (laughs) stranded in 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 the wilderness which is like really interesting because i've recently been watching the show yellow jackets i'm not sure if you've seen it Mm -hmm. or heard of it but no it's it's an amazing like showtime series about a, a group of uh female football players in like america like uh soccer players i guess for any american Mm -hmm. listeners who (laughs) are in a plane crash in the wilderness and then it's kind of intercut with them years later and kind of like people keep asking them like what are out in the wilderness and then like you see bits of like what happened in the wilderness oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. And like them being cagey in their kind of adult lives and stuff like that. And it's like, well, this seems like it's going to be a multi-season series <laughs> exploring that. Whereas like, and it's, this is kind of indicative of the Fifty Shades thing. It's like, they will throw in a thing like a kind of helicopter crash. And then like with five minutes go, that's resolved. Like, do you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. there's no actual real <laughs> peril. There's kind of like just kind of it's very surface level like we need to get on to the next thing yeah i guess actually thinking back on it now so if jack was the person who sabotaged the helicopter and christian didn't did his pa survive we yes, don't hear yeah, if they, yeah, yeah, I th- they yeah. still survived he must so when you see him at the end of that film not knowing that it was him that caused the crash you can get that maybe he is going a bit, he's a, he must be livid. He's like, I've sabotaged a helicopter and you're still not fucking dead. Like, yeah. So maybe that's why he goes off on one. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go like bigger now because obviously that wasn't enough to kill you. But that, like, um, that, that, that brings up so many questions because like, <laughs> I'm sure any time you get inside of a tin can with propellers, there are vigorous checks. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and how is this kind of ex-literary agent just all of a sudden kind of got this power to be able to like worm his way into any situation and place and do what yeah. he needs to do? I just don't like it. Just doesn't it? Doesn't no. make sense. And I'm going to say it now. E.O. James is a hack. She is, she, like, she, yeah. she is, she is fucking, she is living on a gilded throne that is, like, on some really ropey <laughs> foundations. Like, she, she better, <laughs> I, like, I hope that every night she looks in the mirror and goes, I fucking got away with something here. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <do> you, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would. I, 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 I like if I lived El James's life, I would constantly be looking over my shoulder that someone is going to be like, "You've fucking been found out." Like, do you know what I mean? Because it is like, she. I, <laughs> she but I think I think that has more and more, and it's just like she doesn't care. She like because I suppose the audience that this film is for this. What what I think we forget sometimes because I've done quite a few of these sort of interviews on film related podcasts. A lot of these films were not designed to be analysed in great detail <laughs> by two like neurotic people on a on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so for what it's needed to be, it serves its purpose. Most of us, most of the audience, as they say, watching it will probably be like, that's a little bit weird. I don't know if I'd buy that. But you know what? I'm going to see a montage of my Pinterest now of Jamie Dornan with a little bit of his bum out and uh, I'll forgive it. And I don't think that's um, something to judge it for. It's, yeah. yeah. You know, delivering, delivering what it's been asked to. <laughs> Well, in this film, at least the last two films, I don't think it really did so much. I, um, yeah, I I still stand by the fact that like uh, El James is like a fucking she is David oh, Copperfield. Yeah. Do you know what I mean she is she has pulled some serious magic with this kind of this this multi million like, pound? Does it not make you think like whenever stuff like this happens, and you're like, oh well, I could write a song like that, and I could write a book like that, I, and you're like. If I maybe had a little bit less pride, how much money could I be making? Does that this is one of those films? And mm, yes, yeah. maybe yeah, that's what we have to weigh up. Here. Yeah, I've got maybe too many... you should go write a fantasy novel and see what happens. Yeah, look, I need less scruples. Do you know what I mean? I, I, need, I, need, I, need, <laughs> I just need to have less, like, kind of like. I don't know. I didn't you know, worry that I'm cheating people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll be fine. I think that's it. You don't want people to feel like it's undeserving. But then it makes them, if, if you're not lying to people, I don't think she claimed that it was a masterpiece. No. She just claimed that it would get she claimed it was, middle-aged housewives off. It was, it was, it was <laughs> Twilight fan fiction, I think. And then, like, kind of, it, the, the, yeah, like, it kind of, spiraled out of control and next thing you know she's kind of doing high demands being like the films must be exactly like the <laughs> books <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, oh god so let's uh yeah let's listen to christian uh objecting to the fact that anastasia has not changed her email i tried emailing you it bounced there's no Anastasia Gray at SIP. I know. Anna Steele is the name I use at work. And I know you're going to say I don't need to work, but I can't stay home and, and do lunches and choose wallpaper. I would lose my mind. I work because I love my job. Understood. But you can't love it as Anna Gray? I need to have my own identity here. People already think I got to where I am because of you. But you didn't. You got this through hard work and talent. Let's stop that right there. Yeah. You got to where you <laughs> That's are. what I said whilst watching the film. Yeah, like, like, let's stop fuck right it. there, Christian. <laughs> let's hard work. Hard work. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, she read a few extra books than she was asked to. Like yeah. that's 
what in her own words is her going the extra mile <laughs> and 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 she went do you know what this i think she mentions bryce fox in the first one like this right. guy's doing some pretty good stuff online he's got an inbuilt market and they really like they really like put that in the film because the kind of the guy who's higher up than her kind of comes in he's like hey you know what anna you had a really good point about that inbuilt market <sighs> We've had 250 pre-orders, and the marketing team haven't even had their like, uh, shake at the oh, stick God. yet. Like, you really know what you're doing, and it's kind of like supposed to be like, oh, okay, like you're just like you're really ramming it down the audience's throat. That no, they are right. She is she is the perfect person for this job. There's no nepotism involved at all, even though no. we've seen it. We've seen the fact that like. Not only did she get the job in the first place, but she's just been like, she's now the she, she's like got a promotion as well whilst being on her honeymoon. But there is no nepotism at play whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. And it makes you think, because then it comes back to the whole thing of like, oh, so this guy got fired. The detective that's working on this case didn't even know that this guy tried to sexually assault her. And I'm like, surely that's something you would have told him right at the start as to like so any reasons why you think this guy might hate you and mm. your wife it's like well she already assaulted my wife and he apparently has an issue with me maybe because i'm married to her like this detective like a month on doesn't know all he knows is like oh he got fired and um thinks it's your fault and she's like no he got fired and he also tried to attack me it's like maybe maybe that should have been <laughs> dealt with a bit more yeah or, at the time <laughs> or some like poking around and speaking to like previous like employees of his as well the like, other mm. assistants and kind of other people who work in the office and be like oh did he ever display any kind of problematic behavior in the office like mm. is there anything that could bolster her claim more do you know what I mean like even if it is even if Christian they didn't alert the police at the time of her being it kind of feels like that's what they're getting at is like kind of Christian just used his uh, business yeah. power to kind of be like, well, this is dealt with. It doesn't, it's like, I don't, yeah. yeah, not a, not, yeah, a, not, but yeah, not above board. He's like, well, I thought there'd be nothing more of this. We, we, we fired him. Yeah. He's not going to be disgruntled whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if he goes to another company and like assaults other women there. Like, that's up to them. <laughs> like, although, Actually, actually, I take all this back because I remember we talked about this in the last one as well. It's like, surely the HR department should be like asking all these women why, why they're leaving. Liz is the HR department. She is in the previous film. Yes. The woman who's in on it at the end. So that's, yes. but then, but then that's confusing because then it's like, she was also being blackmailed because she was also someone he slept with. But I guess that's it. He's been blackmailing her since the start to be like, like he's basically blackmailing the head of HR to not also reveal how he's like assaulting all these other people. Well, it's established um, that like kind of like everyone he has sex with, he keeps a tape just in case he needs to blackmail yeah. them. Which like, yeah. so, like I, I, sounds like a lot of admin. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of like kind of, <laughs> I don't know, like it, and and feels like you're kind of, 
you're building up a hard drive that is going to come to bite you in the bum at some point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, from too much stress. Too much stress. Like, and then you go and like sabotage a helicopter. Like you know, it's your luck's going to run out at some point. Exactly. Exactly. Just like, because just because you put on a fake mustache and pretend you're a janitor doesn't mean yeah, rough you up your hair a bit and put on a cap. Yeah, you're going to be all right. Um, <laughs> One of the things we've talked about in this conversation is Anna asserting her dominance and she does that mm. no more so than when they go to see an architect about a house that they saw once and Christian bought it. From a boat. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we get Gia Matteo, who um, I guess this is the perfect introduction to this character. That GQ profile on you, I love what you're doing in Africa. Africa's back again because like I remember the first film being like from the interviews like hey what we still don't know what Mr. Grey does for a living we still don't know what Christian Grey does for a living all we do know is that he's somehow doing lots of great stuff in Africa (laughs) like they never Mm. specify where in Africa he's just doing great stuff in Africa it feels racist all the time yeah it feels really racist yeah it's clearly just a like oh he does it's like charity work in like not even a country all of africa a continent yeah 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 yeah. let's let's pick a country that we've decided is all is poor and just needs christian gray's help and like that's all they ever say how do how yeah Yeah. how, how do we know that he's doing good as well she could be really yeah he could be i don't know funding like arms dealing in in in, yeah. in 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 sierra leone and she, i love what are you doing there i love 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 what you did I know. He, he could be like going around safari parks like murdering big game like that sounds something like somebody with his money might do yeah like, him and elliot love to do that of a summer and it's like i love what you're doing i love those kind of tusks you get in those elephant tusks you're really <laughs> grabbing that ivory to make a piano. You have a lot of pianos, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, um, um, but yeah. this is... Just enough vagueness, yeah. Yeah, this <laughs> is um, Anastasia asserting her dominance against Gia, and she feels like she might be trying to have a little sniff around her man. Of the existing mm. stone. Gia. It is Gia, right? <clears throat> I'm sure you're very good at what you do. Otherwise, Christian wouldn't have asked for your input. But (laughs) please stop speaking to my husband as if I weren't here. Anna. (laughs) I have designed many prestige projects. You may call me Mrs. Gray. And this is not a prestige project. This is going to be our home. So if you want this job, I suggest you stop making eyes at my husband and keep your hands to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> or you can go and climb back into your shit-colored car and drive back to Seattle. It's up to you. Look, I'm sorry, Mrs. Gray, but I would never... It won't happen again. Have, have you taken notes on that, on, on that speech for, for when you're married, Charlie? Being like, if, oh, if anyone no one but, would dare. But looks at, <laughs> but looks at your husband... Um, <laughs> you, you will be you'll be you'll be delivering some of these lines you can crawl back oh yeah into... i was i was very i i, I really enjoyed that scene mm. that was i was like this film like anna's anna's got got a bit more gutsy i like it 
And also, yeah, she was bitch, this woman. Yeah. <laughs> Even the bit where, like, she was like, you're going to tear down this beautiful old house and build, like, this modern, like, travesty. I was like, yeah, you tell, like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, my, like, family, like, my dad's an architect and, like, loves old buildings and things like that. So when I heard that, too, I was like, no, you can't. You can't tear down this beautiful old house. Why yeah. could you do that? And then she said that. I'm like, yes, Anna. <laughs> you tell him. Yeah, surely there's way to like incorporate things. Like she says about like self-cleaning glass and stuff like that. It's like I don't know. Or like surely you could just find ways to make that house more energy efficient. You know I mean, you yeah, can, you got the money to sort out the plumbing and kind of I don't know insulate insulate that place properly and they'll be fine. Like, I don't yeah. think money is an issue. Like, okay. yes, it has to be this no. weird glass structure that kind of looks like the, the setting of any kind of post-2010 horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's that bit that annoys me about the Christ, like Christian buying. It's one thing for him to, like, buy the house and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I should have asked you first. And she's like, no, I love it. And it's like, but then I'm like, I wouldn't be annoyed. Well, I would be annoyed, but it's his money, so whatever. But like to then be like, okay, this is your first time seeing your brand new house. Here's another woman here who's already mm. seen it and gonna change it all before you have any like say in that. Like I'd be like, why can't he see that's more problematic than buying that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did think it was weird that he'd randomly ask this woman to come in and like build him a house. Like, why would you do that without asking? Yeah, it feels like that should have been like the moment where they both go to visit it. They've got the architect there and it should be a discussion about what are we going to do with this place? Not like uh, saying, mm. hey, we're tearing down this. Yeah, it kind of, again, it feels, yeah. it feels I think it stems back to E.L. James uh, and, and the thing of like, what's going to make this uh, a bit more spicy for the, uh, a scene that works? Um, yeah. And, oh, we've got to talk also, about. Oh, no, 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 you go. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say later on when she pops up again um, with, Kate's with the brother Elliot yeah 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 it makes like no sense because I thought he was gonna be like yeah I've got to I've got to do some like errands in town and I immediately was like he's buying an engagement ring uh got that straight away and then I saw him with her and obviously we're meant to think oh he's cheating on blah 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 and I'm like oh it would make sense if she's there because I forgot I keep thinking she's an estate agent she's not to be like, show him a house, so she'd be like, not only would it be like, I'm get, we're, I'm getting engaged to you, and also I've bought us a house. That's why I was meeting the weird architect lady because, like, why, why else would she be there? It, it again feels like that thing that we've touched on about there just being like, we've only got this pool of characters. So yeah, like we've it's like it, it feels lazy in the fact of like we'll establish this character here oh, we've got this other plot thread where there could be like a uh, an infidelity. So, oh, mm. instead of like having to write some more and introduce another character, <laughs> we'll just use yeah. this character that the audience already know. And it's kind of a bit like, okay, like, I, I guess. And yeah. it's like, it kind of feels like it's like a chicken egg situation. It's like, what mm. came first? The infidelity plot line or the kind of, <laughs> female architect uh power play like scene do you know what i mean did, did, did yeah. James go 
oh, she would be, she, it'd be convenient to just chew her or her in later. Or is it like, she's, like, I've got this idea. If she, yeah. If she was a jewelry designer and then it's like, oh no, I was meeting up with her because she was designing a ring for you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's like, but for it's like, oh, I was meeting up with, I, I do think it's, I don't think it's weird when people are still friends with their exes, but I do think it's weird when people pick out engagement rings with their exes, um, you know? Well, yeah. Like, the, that's what they were saying she was doing was helping him look at rings this whole time. And I'm like, that's weird. It, it, <laughs> it feels like a bizarre, like, um, thing that runs in their family of just like, in kind mm. of moments of crisis, they go back to their exes for like yeah. really ser- really big life changing moments. So, do you know what I mean? I'm gonna get engaged. Uh. Hey, <laughs> hey, I know we haven't spoken in a while. I know, I know, I know we split up, but do you want to fancy buying an engagement ring with me? I don't think I could e- like. Do you know I mean? yeah. Not that I like. Uh, do you fancy going on multiple trips with me to help find the perfect engagement yeah, ring for my like, new girlfriend? And then it's like, yeah, and he's like, I found out I'm a dad, um, and it's stressing me out. I know who I'll talk to. I won't talk to my actual supportive foster parents who seem, or my like my brother. I'll talk to this woman that I know my partner hates. <laughs> or yeah, or, or even the guy who like I hire as my head of security who knows every single <laughs> detail about me. Like that would have been pretty cool if it was like a scene of. Christian oh, that would have been cute. getting like levered <laughs> together but then I guess it doesn't yeah it doesn't create for again it just feels it feels like lazy writing yeah. in the fact that it's like we've got to have some tension here like because because mm. thing uh what's her name Kim Basinger is not even back in this film she's only referred no. to by name and kind of uh seen via a text message she sends to yeah. Christian um I guess we've got to talk about the high-speed chase where they think they're being tailed yeah. by Hyde that uh, culminates in Anastasia driving erratically, wildly, getting away and them having sex in the car in a mm. parking lot. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't... Are you about to play a clip of that? No, no, I have no clips. I have no clips. <laughs> Sorry, I have no clue. You kind of led over and I'm like, are we just going to listen to people having sex in a car? No, 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 sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I actually, do you know what? Again, I was like, finally, they're having, they're having sex in a public place. Mm. Why is it taking three films for them to do that? Yeah. Like, I thought they were meant, like, okay, so there was a bit of fingering and a lift. But until, am I, I'm pretty sure they've not done anything outside of, like, the red like of their flat mm. and you know that's fine i'm not saying that you know everyone should be having sex in cars but you'd think by this point there'd be a little bit more risky sex by now mm-hmm. so yes. i was quite happy to see her be like you know what actually you're gonna have sex in this car i'd be like yeah yeah why i know i have a bit of fun i found it weird there wasn't like a kind of wedding night sex scene do you know what I mean like that, that yeah it was just hinted at yeah in the montage the, there wasn't like a kind of like big thing of like do you know what I mean and it would have given him chance because he seems to be like the guy who loved like they seem like the couple who love to say like husband and wife and like <laughs> or like him to really yeah. like egg over egg the pudding of being like yeah oh, Mrs. No, Gray they didn't do any of that yeah like they, they had again they had the it was just more 
missionary sex. It's all that's all they do, and that's all they did in the scene. As well. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that or judging people for it, but in a film that's meant to be about adventurous sex, let's see something a bit better, a bit different. Well, when they yeah, because when they have sex in the cart, like literally, it it takes maybe like ten seconds. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. and it's like I don't know. It 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 that doesn't feel risky in a way. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like the the thing of being caught is done. Like yeah, she kind of like mounts him, and before you know it, it's like oh, it's over. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. I don't know. You have to like this is what people are paying for. Give them like some. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Give them like a an extended like kind of really raw even if it like don't know, i don't know like put in something yeah. that they nearly get caught or something like that like give mm. us some te- tension in that way at least uh so what well, yeah i guess i guess one of the things we need to talk about is that we finally get um our old mates the butt plugs turn up in this film. yeah uh, <laughs> i <think> cheered uh, <laughs> And I've got a clip that alludes to it. Top door on your right. I know that I put down. Top door on the right, go. I feel good. Mm. I know that I would now. Yes. So good. No so way. Good, so good. Anna, so good. Who's so your So yeah, when 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 <laughs> the top door on the right, for those of you who weren't paying attention, is full of butt plug. And are we are we to assume that they are used in the film? Like, it, there's no, like, it's kind of, it kind of cuts from that moment. You don't see that it, like, not that you would expect a scene of insertion. That would have been, that's not, that's not going to mm. happen in a, in a, a, even an 18 rated film. But still, like, I guess that's what they're alluding to, right? Is the, the so bus, bus I, stuff happens. I cheated a little bit here. Um, because I, I had the exact same question. I was like, wait, is that a butt plug? Did, did they use a, are they finally using Chekhov's butt plug? Um, <laughs> to coin your term from two episodes ago. Um, so I Googled it. It's like, do they use a butt plug in Fifty Shades Breed? And what came up, I didn't read it all, but it was like a segment of a paragraph from the book. So in the book they do, um, apparently they do, and... So I think it was reference to that part of the book. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but uh, I was like, oh, okay. So that that happened. But does, is there like a vibrating butt plug as well? Is that a thing? No, there is a vibrator at one point, which like comes to like a. So there is yeah. a, there is a scene where um, yeah. Uh, uh, so that's it, so he- Liz. Liz goes out with. Uh, Liz? No, what am I talking about? Uh, Anna goes out with Kate and then, yeah. like, obviously stays out a lot longer and then Jack attacks her at the apartment and then is apprehended mm. really quickly. And then as a payback for her not listening, he uses, mm. like, a vibrator on her and then she wants more and he keeps taking it away and that becomes, like, a big thing because it's, like, he's using the red room as, like, yes punishment which is like one of the big hang-ups from the first film right it's like you shouldn't bring your outside kind of grievances into this what is supposed to be i guess and i guess it that is something that probably does speak to the bdsm community is that Mm -hmm. thing of 
sex and the kind of acts that you do in that kind of sub dom mm-hmm. relationship should be a safe space and like that this yeah. is probably the little bit of lip service we get to it but i feel like, like yeah especially for the the people who don't know about that kind of world probably mm-hmm. needed it spell out a bit more do you know what i mean i imagine like yeah. 40 year old uh housewives like probably i imagine some of the a lot of them do but like i'm trying to think like especially like suburban one probably don't really know like the the readership of this probably aren't mm. aware of the kind of intricacies of that scene so yeah it's it's good that it kind of gets lip service and they do establish the mm. fact that he shouldn't be abusing that power to kind of bring in exactly his that was yeah that was another scene that i quite liked anna because it's like she's finally able to like articulate what i think she was trying to articulate in the first film which is like yeah using because de- he's like oh i'm denying you blah 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 and it's like at first does seem quite sexy but then it's obviously like he's denying her from a as you say from like a a negative place um so yeah so i think that's that is yeah that wasn't the scene i was meaning though <laughs> i was thought there's a bit i think it's after the butt plug scene mm-hmm. and she's sitting at her desk and she's like obviously like thinking about how hot it was the night before and she's like tapping her ring on the mug and there's something vibrating and i took that to mean she was wearing like those love egg things like when someone can like control them from far away yeah um and then but then the detective walks in i was like oh that's inappropriate if she's going (laughs) but plug like or love eggs like vibrating and this detective's like oh i've got a really sensitive issue to talk to you about but maybe it was just a phone or something yeah yeah i I didn't pick up on that maybe that's too too innocent to to think about it but like uh yeah that that kind of uh transition is interesting and yeah this is the conversation she has with that cop jack hyde claims you and him were sleeping together when he worked at sip what he tried to break it off you got upset and you made up this whole sexual assault story to get him fired. What? He says he came to your apartment to try and straighten things out, but your security people got involved and it all went south. No, that is complete bullshit. I'll put that down as a denial. Jack attacked me. Right. He attacked me, and then he tried to kidnap me. Do you believe what he's saying? Officially, Mrs. Gray, it doesn't matter what I believe. Unofficially, I believe Hyde is a lying piece of shit who'll say anything to get bail. You need to be ready for that. Thank you for your time. Wait, Jack is applying for bail? Noon today, Municipal Courthouse. So she goes to the she goes to the bail hearing. And <laughs> so I written my notes as I watched this film. Because she like sees him, runs to the toilet and is sick. And I was like, is she pregnant? Or is she just sick at the sight of him? And then I was like, oh, maybe yeah. maybe they're going to, like, leave us guessing for a little bit. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like but the next, the, the, the next scene, mm. Anna is in the doctors and is told, yeah. you're pregnant. I was like, that, that is indicative of this franchise to kind of, like, mm. I don't know, like, dangle a carrot and then, like, not give you any time to chase it. It's literally, like, have the yeah. carrot. 
is the carrot. Because my initial thought, because I am definitely one to be like, she's pregnant in a film all the time. <laughs> and this was the one time where I thought, oh, maybe they're going to do something really interesting about like survivors of sexual assault feeling triggered by like things and how like sensitive that is. And it's like, no. I mean, I'm kind of glad that like, as they say, like, it's a film that I've complained before about it getting too heavy. And I'm like, well, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be like, you know, uh, hip- hypocritical about it. But I, I agree. It was just like, I thought it was going to be, if they're going to play a fun, like, ooh, is she pregnant? Don't do it there. Have her throw up, like, the morning after being out with some friends. It's like, wow, you, you seem more hungover. Like, you're really yeah. that hungover? Yeah. Like, you only had, like, two drinks. Like, do it in a cutesier way than, like, oh, are you sick of the sight of the man that tried to assault you? Or are you pregnant? Yeah. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. there's not the time to play that. Yeah. Ooh, moment. <laughs> there's so many places that they could have seeded it, like when they kind of went on that mm. that camping, that kind of like uh, retreat to the log cabin and stuff like that. Like, yeah, You'd be like, come on, Anna, why are you being such a slow coach? She's like, oh, I just like, I don't know if I can walk all this way. I'm feeling really nauseous. It's like, oh my god, yeah, you yeah. ate too much ice cream last night. <laughs> <laughs> like, they couldn't have done any of those things. <laughs> Um, but um they did not obviously we've talked about the fact that uh he takes the he takes the pregnancy news terribly like mm. and i i can't quite get over it like i i, I genuinely <laughs> can't and i'm not sure if that's just me like projecting some of my stuff on it where it's like uh, i found out i was gonna be and like not to blow my own <laughs> trumpet but like i think like i really it never crossed my mind to like be angry at all do you know what I mean like uh, mm. like I, I, I don't know uh <laughs> my son's mum maybe uh be able to speak on that differently but that's, different. a, that's a different <laughs> podcast altogether uh but, but my my the the scenario in you which... didn't storm out and you know get drunk uh, yeah, I don't think it's my place. Yeah, it. I don't think it's my place to talk on a lot of a lot of the stuff that happened in in the way in which uh, me and my son's mum became parents. But it's 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 very it's very very unique. I'll leave it at that. So uh, it was a it was a very fun and interesting time for both of us. I'll leave that for the okay. for the listeners. Maybe I'll tell you after this, Charlie. Uh, okay, about, about I don't want to pry on no, it's public. <laughs> It's, a, it's, a, it's it's all good uh, <laughs> but still as you say like when you were you were 27 and you were working at a coffee shop and you weren't you weren't married or like well I don't know actually I shouldn't have put that but I like married, no. you weren't planning to have kids and you were like shit we live in a flat with other like those are legitimate things to freak out about as well as becoming a dad and as you say he's like he knows he's in love with this woman. He's married to this woman. He's got all the help and all the money in the world. Like, what? what is what is the big freak out for other than being like, oh, this happened a bit sooner than I thought it would? Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And it's, it's, it's kind of weird because obviously we've touched on a lot of like the scenes that come next after this, like that kind of them having the, like her giving him a big dressing down as she's getting dressed 
and like mm-hmm. kind of. And, uh, what oh, other I thing? like what you did there. Dressing him down while she's getting dressed up. Oh my! Thank you, thank you. Uh, it just came to me as well. That wasn't that wasn't planned. That wasn't that's not that's not in my notes. That's, uh, um, but there's there's some like there's some little little things I picked up on this. One of them is their shower. I just kind of wanted to talk about mm-hmm. that. They've got one of those. I, I don't know what they call. They like infinity showers or whatever they're called. But like, <laughs> they infinity like, shower sounds like what it should be called. I think it's a wet room they call it. Yeah, but like, they, yeah, it's, it's just like a massive yeah. shower head and like looks like it's mm. just, just basically it's like a rain, like a it, rain shower. Yeah, and it really. I love how it's perfectly used in this film twice for like people <laughs> being sad. It's like we can't yeah. have sexy people crying. But what we will have them doing is looking sullen, like as they get wet. <laughs> and it's like it's like that is that is sexy people crying. I think it's like one yeah. of those showers. She washes her hair. Yeah, she washes her hair a lot in this film. I don't think we saw her wash her hair at all in the first two films, and especially when she's like Taylor or whatever. We're leaving in twenty minutes, like to go to work, and then she like gets in the shower and gets her hair wet. And I'm like, there's no way you're washing all that hair and drying it in twenty minutes. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. And it's the way he has a shower at one point in this is he's like half in, half out. And that, as I said, that shower head is really big. Like you could definitely immerse yeah. your whole body in it. But he's like yeah. just kind of on the edge of it, just kind of like dipping his head to like a, a, a whisper. Like, aren't you cold, of, Christian? Yeah, like, get, get your bum get in, in the there. hot water. I hate when a water, like I hate being cold outside of a shower. Yeah. That's why I generally am like against like, shower sex i i'm gonna share twice in my life (laughs) guys have been like hey what about this and i'm like okay and then it gets it doesn't get to it and it's like no this isn't this isn't for me i feel cold (laughs) i feel cold i just want to shower i'm halfway through washing my hair like so when i see people doing shit i'm like they're not enjoying that as much as the (laughs) yeah 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 no i like it's uh i don't think like as as being like the uh, like do you mean the 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 other yeah from a male perspective of shower sex it's not what it's cracked up do you mean it's it's seen to be this kind of raunchy and steamy thing and it's just not it's impractical it's kind of clumsy and like Two people trying not to slip and hurt themselves. Yeah, trying and... not to die. Like that should not yeah. be a concern whilst you are trying to have like <laughs> like one of an the, intimate moment. Yeah, like one of the like to, to achieve maximum pleasure. You do not want to have and, and, and that's why like I don't know, a bed is a perfectly great place because like nowhere in like <laughs> in your brain are you going, I could die. Unless obviously like you kind of just have these existential thoughts that like do you know what? A uh, jet engine could fall from the sky like in Donnie Darko right now <laughs> and land on my bed and kill me. Unless you're kind of like that were, deep. Yeah. yeah, unless you're like a 15-year-old yeah. boy who's really into Donnie Darko. I don't think you're worrying about those <laughs> issues. And I think if you're a 15-year-old boy, as I was, who was really into Donnie Darko, you're not having sex either so like no. you're kind of you're kind of safe there like so that yeah. but you probably are thinking oh i bet it would be good to have sex in a shower that's probably what where it starts yeah or oh, you're probably thinking it would be good to have sex and a jet engine fall on you because it would be it would be romantic and 
and, 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 and depressing at the same time. And that, that's how, <laughs> yeah, like a, like a, like a Smith's lyric. Like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> One time I am going to share this cause I think it's quite a funny story, but I've never told. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, this was about 10 years ago. Um, this guy I was seeing came in whilst I was in the shower and he was like, oh, so like, how are things going? And I was legit in the middle of shaving my armpits. And it's like, this is the least <laughs> sexy. And he's like, don't worry, just continue. Like, and I'm like, you don't want to see what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, he thought, he's like, it's okay. Like, I'll just be here. Like, and I'm like, no, you're not going to find this isn't what you think it's going to be. So I had to like change tact and then for the rest of the day be like have one hairless armpit and one hairy armpit and hope he didn't know this. And be like, why have you only shaved one armpit? And be like, well, because somebody thought it would be fun <laughs> to interrupt me. That's amazing. Um, so this is, this, <laughs> which I think is more realistic than half of the things that happen in this film. So yeah, she comes into the genre. And I think she's like, oh, maybe we'll have some shower sex to make him feel better. But then he just like clenches his arse and walks off. Yeah, and, and there's a like um there's like almost like a whisper of dick in that moment as well. Like the camera a whisper of it. The camera like get like nearly gets there, doesn't it? It's like kind of the top of the pubes and then goes, No, 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 he's <laughs> angry. The kind of grumpy bums That's off. Something I had an issue with. So we barely we see like one and a half shots of his bum, right? We see a lot of pubes, though. And I'm like, I don't want to see pubes. I don't need to see that. That's not particularly erotic. I want to see his bum. Like, why are they keep yeah. showing me his pubes? Yeah. And then I thought, is he wearing a merkin? Do you think, do we think he's wearing a merkin? Hmm, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because then later on, when she's, like, sucking ice cream out of his chest here, which, again, I'm like, it's a bit gross. Like, I don't think that. Like, I don't mind the licking ice cream, but it's like, is she actually sucking ice cream out of actual Jamie Dornan's body here? Or is he wearing, like, hair pieces? Like, what's the, what's the protocol I'm that not, kind of I'm not situation? sure, but I don't, I don't, again, not to get too personal, and I've never, I've never, <laughs> I've never, like, had, like, delved in food play just because of, like, I am a, I'm half Greek, so I am, like, naturally really hairy do you know what I mean it's like I'm losing I'm losing my head hair but my body has gone we're gonna make up yeah. for it buddy and it's like I would <laughs> never suggest do you know what I mean one I would never suggest no. like hey let's get a tub of Ben and Jerry's out and like mess about like in that way I'd be like mm. let's just eat a tub of Ben and Jerry's come on like let's, yeah let's, and let's, then have yeah, sex <laughs> let's put on my, yeah let's put on mind hunter when like yeah 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, when it when it gets really dark, then I then I'll make my move. Like <laughs> when it cuts to a scene of BTK, like that's when I'll that's when I'll lean in for a kiss and like this was a jet. Yeah, ooh, oh, fancy. Ooh. I'm learn we're learning a lot of age. Yeah, we <laughs> oh, we're low. Well, our bellies are full of uh, ch chocolate cookie dough, and uh, we've. Just I know because. Ben and Jerry's usually has like bits, bits in it as lots well. Lots of bits. Like, that's, their, that's their USP, right? They're, they're the bitty yeah. ice cream. So like you see a bit of like the fish food marshmallow like stuck in his nipple here. Like, yeah, yeah the, I just don't. Yeah, the thing I was going to say is I like as a hairy man, I would never 
want to subject someone to like licking food off my body because I'd imagine it's just like <laughs> like I get out of the shower and I kind of have to like do you know what I mean like just kind of make sure it's like all out of the plug hole and stuff like that so like <laughs> they, you know, like, like, I could, I could, you know, like, yeah I like take, that's very thoughtful of you I take off a t-shirt and it's kind of like hair cascades out so it's like What's going to happen if somebody is like licking my body? It's just going to be like, we end up being like a cat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> <laughs> and ice cream specifically is so sticky. Like, yes. Even if you lick it off, you're still stuck with like a sticky residue. So, like, why would you choose that? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I, I had don't. a lot. I didn't find that sexy, that theme. And um, I, I think it comes yeah. down to our neuroticism, right? And the <laughs> thinking about the practicalities of everything, of like that thing, like potentially. Yeah, in the like, I guess that thing, like in the moment, you'd be like, "That's great," and then it's like afterwards, you'd be like, "Again, oh yeah, just all." Like, I just think like my chest hair being like stuck together with ice cream. I probably, I've probably had that just from like eating ice cream and getting a bit down myself. Do you know what I mean? In kind yeah, of, exactly. In single like, stupors, and that was like, do you know what I mean? It's like, and in in those moments, I'm like, do you know what would be the worst thing right now if somebody else was here? Do you know what I mean? With me, with like, I don't know, a cookie dough like kind of caught in my chest hair. So I wouldn't voluntarily like to be in that situation. Yeah. No, I I completely completely agree. Um, I mean, the scene does start off kind of cute with her being like, "Ooh, I've got eyes," like being a little bit more like, "I'm in charge," kind of thing. And then it's like, okay, I think you. In all the other sex scenes, where like they start a little fun thing and then they cut away from it too soon, I was waiting for them to be like, "And we'll cut away from this before you have to see somebody like sucking ice cream out of someone's pubes." And I'm yes. like, you could cut away, cut away, <laughs> move on, move back to the bedroom. Yeah, it's like that thing where the ice cube, right? It's like they kind of knew mm-hmm. they knew the restraint of that. We'll do a bit of ice cube, but then we'll get to like some actual sex. This they were like, yeah. all we've got is the like the Ben and Jerry's, <laughs> and it's like even that felt like a pun as well because it like kind of looks like she probably did give him a blowjob. So it's like, so you've mm-hmm. gone for. A company whose oh. initials are BJ, like Joe. It's not Hagen Dazs. Wow. Do you know what I mean? It, like, maybe if it was anal, it'd be Hagen Dazs. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, so Do you think? A... Well, I wondered if it was like product placement. Like, did Ben and Jerry's ask? Is there any way you can slip us into this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That that would have been like that. Yeah, there would have been. But Ben and Jerry, I don't know. Ben and Jerry's would have, yeah, that would have been product placement entirely. Like, do you know what I mean? Ben yeah. and Jerry's would have got. Because, yeah, I really felt that all the scenes were, there was a lot of like, open that drawer, there's butt plugs, open that door, there's vibrators, open that drawer. And it's like, that all felt very product placement day. Yes. Which was something that you never got in the first few films. Um, and as I sent you a picture of on Twitter, mm. you can buy the 50 shades of gray <laughs> branded <laughs> sex toys so i guess by the third film they were like oh we need to like cash in incorporate all this in yes yeah, yeah we need to yeah yeah i'd love to know like if ben and jerry's numbers spiked after that like a load of a load of like housewives mm. going terry 
tonight we're getting Ben and Jerry's out and you're whipping that top off, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Well, let's take a a massive left turn and kind of talk about the end of this film. And it kind of starts to Mm. culminate when um, Anastasia gets this call and who she suspects is Mia. Hi, Mia. Damn, it's good to hear your voice. Jack. Never got a chance to talk last week. How the hell are you? How are you calling me? You should be in What, in jail? I'm out on bail, sweetheart. This is Mia's phone. It is, it is. Yeah, cool spec too. Zeiss lens, 20 megapixel camera. Oh my God. Yeah, I picked her up outside the gym. It seems like your husband's security never learns. Jack, what do you want? What do I want? I want my life back, Anna. I could have been Christian Grey. I'm smarter. I've got more balls than him. He had it so easy. They should have picked me. That was supposed to be me. Those people, they owe me. What are you talking about? Forget about it. If you want to see your sister-in-law, Again, get me five million by 1 p.m. That's in less than two hours, Jack. That's completely impossible. Oh, please, you were smart enough to take my job. You'll figure it out. And don't tell anybody, not your husband, not his security, or you'll get his little sister back in pieces. Jesus, Jack, please. Keep your phone with you. No, let me talk to Mia. Jack. Oh, my God. It feels like in the the, the the latter stages of this when Danny Elfman really got to like flex his muscles on the score. Because up until this point, yeah. there's a lot of just like needle drops and a lot of like, uh, like, uh, like pop, like, yeah, like pop club mm. music. I wouldn't say necessarily <laughs> club music. Some of the, some of the music in this can be quite jarring at times. I, I find like yeah. that chase scene there is a, there is a like kind of, it's supposed to be like an intense chase scene, but it's like, let's have a party and it's it's kind of it's quite jovial and stuff like that but um yeah let's yeah let's what 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 transpires from this phone call uh charlie can you can you you elaborate what happens afterwards so despite her saying two hours that's impossible um it actually seems quite easy (laughs) for her to get five million dollars um because she just um finds their joint checkbook, I guess, and goes to the bank um, and asks to take the money out. <laughs> yes. And that's pretty much it. Uh, he keeps calling in between. And again, it's like, she, he's like, I want my life back. And it's like, what is his plan once he gets the money? Like, how does he not think he'll be caught? Like, there's detectives and, like, security and Christian and all these people out after him. But anyway, so... She goes to the bank and the guy's like, well, I'm going to call, I got to call your husband because <laughs> this seems weird. Or like his Christian calls the bank being like, what's going on? Yeah. And he, because she's like not allowed to tell him what's going on, she's just like, you got to trust me. And he's like, you're leaving me, aren't you? She's like, <laughs> oh no. Um, and again, she doesn't deny it. And I'm like, just say, no, I'm not leaving you. It's just a thing I can't tell you about. But either way, it's like, oh, I trust you. And um, yeah, sorry, do you, do you want me to spoil the end? Is that enough? Should we spoil? Yeah, we will spoil it. Yeah, so 
obviously, like, oh, one thing I wanted to mention is just like that photo that he sends of me. Like, it just like it doesn't look so that dark. it doesn't look menacing, even though it's someone tied up, and like the fact that it all happens like in the middle of the day as well. Like, does, yeah, I don't know. That 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 doesn't feel like a kind of like I don't know, like thrillery kind of move. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's a very like open warehouse that he's in as well. It's like mm. it's like how was he not seen from the street that he's got this? Yeah. like how was he not seen by anyone that he's got a woman tied to a chair, like gagged? Yeah, like and... twenty minute drive from her office. Like they don't, <laughs> they're not in the car that long. It's not like they're on the outskirts of the city and like why does it take over two hours for mia's bodyguard to report her as missing like mm. he's a shit body because it's like oh because she's always talking about like oh i give my bodyguard the slip all the time and it's like she got grabbed coming out the gym or something and it's like surely the bodyguard must have been like hmm, i'd have thought she'd have come out the gym by now like yeah, yeah, why yeah. is it taking so long wow she must be doing a double pump class today She's really, yeah. she's really going for it. She's really trying to, yeah, trying to work, get that summer bod. But yeah, it's it, it's bizarre. Like, and then like when Jack, like she calls, he calls her at, at the uh, bank and says like, "You've got to go outside. It's like a blue car waiting for you. Just mm. get in it and stuff like that." I was like, I don't know. I the thing is, like, it was around here. I was like, oh, I think I'm actually really enjoying this film. Yeah, I mean, there were quite a like throughout the film. There were quite a few moments that I was like, "Ooh!" Like there was drama. Like when yes. I saw that Elena had called, I was like, "Ooh, drama!" And when it was like, you know, someone's actually been kidnapped and she's actually going to go get the money and do it, I'm like, "Ooh!" ooh. So I did. Yeah, it, considering how boring the second film was, I was really surprised mm. <laughs> by how like involved I got with this like chase i guess and it was all wrapped up quite quickly but you know it was, it was good well yeah and i think they managed it well obviously we've talked about chekhov's butt plug this film <laughs> has a literal chekhov's gun in the fact that yes. earlier on in the film uh anastasia finds the gun that was used by one of christian's exes from the previous from the mm. from the second film I think she's name checked in this and i feel bad that uh, i've forgotten her name but there's that little i want to say layla or something yeah there's kind of a, a, like lip service to her but i don't feel that bad in forgetting her name because it's kind of indicative to kind of how like poorly written people are and like kind of like oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter she's just like she's in a mental institution now it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. <laughs> she's out of the country yeah, yeah, yeah. she's out of the picture she's fine uh but yeah, that that gun is found in Christian's desk, and then she takes it with her to to mm. get Mia back. And when she gets when she gets there, she has this she has this ingenious plan of taking her phone because she knows her psycho husband is tracking her at every mm. moment. So takes her phone with her, <laughs> knows that Jack's lackeys are going to want her phone takes the bank manager's phone who kind of like feels like that day because obviously like banks what a shame he feels like he had his fucking pants just pulled right down didn't it yeah and he's like, it was kind of it's 
kind of good to see a bank manager get fucked a bit here, but at the same time, like you know that you know that that kind of bank five million dollars is kind of small change for them, right? It's kind of like they're like mm. it's fucking Tuesday, yeah, of course, five million dollars. Yeah, it. like oh hello, hello Anna, how are you doing? Yeah, and I, like I question the fact that a bank would have five million dollars in cash on premises mm. that doesn't feel like do you know what i mean i don't think you can pop into halifax and be like five million dollars <laughs> it's not a local branch <laughs> yeah it's gonna be five minutes yeah it feels like you've got to like yeah i don't know you've got to go to a bank where you've got to go through like bulletproof glass and like I don't, yeah you've got to go to gringotts do you know what i mean like that that <laughs> kind of vibe or like a kind of really yeah. fancy building in london or well, yeah there's that famous one that well, only millionaires like, uh... I guess that is what she maybe meant when she was like, but I've only got two hours. It's like it, they have to go to this specific bank with the specific bank manager who yes. knows who she is and would give her the money. Um, that's probably, I mean, I guess like when you see people, like so many people pay for houses in cash nowadays, mm. which is crazy. And so I guess there are people who go out and do this, like take a bunch of sports bags with them. They're like, yeah, we're going to take five million out um, to just, you know, dodge your taxes and buy some stuff. Like people going into like Harrods and stuff, paying for stuff in cash. So like, yes, I guess it's not that unusual a thing to yes. some people. <laughs> yeah. And like she, she does it in good time. So she says she's got less than mm-hmm. two hours. So I'm guessing... got 20 minutes to spare when she turns up. Yes. And yeah. So how do you, how do you feel... Like with the kind of wrap up of the confrontation with Jack, like, do you feel satisfied? Is it is it too short? Is it is it too long? Like, what do you what do you feel about the kind of the confrontation she has with Jack? Um, I think it was it was a bit it was a bit weird the whole like him beating her up bit and stuff, and then the other woman being on the side. I'm like, this seems a bit unnecessary. Like, I thought he was maybe going to do something else, like maybe push her in the lake or whatever and then he shoots her um but uh yeah the whole like slapping her about and then i was like and then i really worried it's like oh no they're gonna do the whole thing of like she loses the baby Mm. and it's like oh what an easy out of like did they really and i'm like oh so i'm really glad they didn't do that um yeah it just felt i just felt like there's no way this guy's getting away with this and the longer he stays there kicking her either someone's gonna show up and like bulldoze him down take him down or like he's gonna die somehow yeah yeah he gets shot in the leg and what i find weird about this kind of whole whole like jack plot line is the way that it's dealt with in the end and like it's basically like christian's realization that he actually wants a baby it's like it just had to be like she had to be put in this like horrific situation for him to be like oh i actually want the baby and it's like yeah that should never be the case do you know what i mean it's like as somebody who has made that commitment to get married to someone Mm. yeah if that if that happened it shouldn't have been this much of an uphill struggle it shouldn't have have to almost lose the baby by getting beaten up yes and have to shoot a man yeah, and but um, and especially like seeing as like it's set up Christian is super connected and stuff like that. 
the fact that Jack even got let out on bail and like do you know what yeah I mean? like, how it, did she not know about that I mean I quite enjoyed her shooting him I <laughs> I tend not to like gun violence in films but there was something about like yeah why not shoot the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dramatic why not there was a lot of like yeah as you say it was very soap opera um, yes it was like too, too- I, I quite enjoyed the her shooting him. <laughs> yeah, it's like very telenovela. It almost felt like kind of like mm. Mexican soap opera in that way. Um, one of the things I don't know, I just found it very funny and strange that the that you get all these revelations at the end of the film that like just it all wraps up really, really quickly where it's like mm. Oh, by the way, Jack was also in the same foster family as me, which like felt mm. like that should have been a reveal way earlier on in the film do you know what I mean yeah. or kind of like leading up to this not just kind of like everything fine and done with he's been put away for a long time and then they go oh yeah by the way he was and then it's just Christian going that could have been me if if, if the greys didn't if the greys didn't adopt me and I was like I don't know if this well that's what I do I don't think they know like EL I'm going it's back to EL James I think because I know she was so. <laughs> I know she was so like uh, vehement about the it staying true to her book, and it's written by her husband mm. as well. This film, so I guess he had a big like part to play in it as well. Um, is that thing that like yeah, she doesn't know what to say about that, so doesn't really say yeah. anything of note, but kind of like yeah. alludes to some quite problematic stuff like you said of that thing yeah. of like oh if you were if you if you if you were in the wrong family you could have been a re- like you could have been a oh do you, do you know what I mean because mm. and then it got me confused like, what are you really trying to say about people in foster care here are you like yeah what's going on EL James <laughs> yeah and it's that thing of like because and even when you look at Jack as well it's like well, you'd imagine the foster care family he was in, he did all right because obviously he's got to the point where he is like head publisher. He's like the kind of head of a publishing company and stuff like that. So it's not like he's like, it's not like the character is like completely on the wrong side of the tracks and is like, and in, do you know what I mean? He's not like, I don't know, like killing cats do you know what I mean like 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 the the serial <laughs> yeah. killer bingo do you know what I mean like he's got all yeah. these kind of things about him it's just like I don't know once he realizes that something's like I don't know I don't I, I don't I, yeah I, mm. I, I I'm kind of bemused as to what this film is trying to say about that yeah. stuff and whether they should have just left that bit out and just been like he was a bad guy for the sake of being a bad guy for the plot. Yeah. Like, let's not, let's not even try and say that it has anything to do with his past at all. Cause like, yeah. Is that necessary? I think again, that comes back to like what I was saying before. It's like, if, if this film is all meant to just be a film for like women to get the rocks off and have a bit of a fantasy, like, why do we need all the child abuse? Why do we need all any of these things? Like, Let's just have it be about a girl that meets a mysterious rich guy and they have some kinky sex and go on nice holidays. Like that's that's the bits I enjoy watching. Yes. <laughs> we don't we don't need a backstory that doesn't really uh 
you know, add anything to the conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and then, like, it's, it's even thrown in that, like, we found your mother's grave. And then they go and visit yeah. that. And it's like, what's, what's that got to do about anything? Like, I just don't, I don't understand mm-hmm. any of that. And, like, the fact as well that his mum's name is Ella. And then mm. the woman who abused him is called Eleanor, which I imagine could be shortened <laughs> to Ella as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just yeah. really, like, is they trying to say something with that? Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't escape those L names. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got yeah. E.L. James lurking in the background. It's another <laughs> E.L. name. <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. just... It's uh yeah I don't know I don't know why that was is that close I guess that's supposed to be like closure for him on that yeah. kind of part of his life in some regard. The one thing I did find nice about some of that stuff is when she when we finally his mum comes back, <laughs> um yes. like his um what's her name? I forget the name of that actress but I like her a lot um when he she's on her when she's in the hospital and it's like his mum. It's like you know what people make mistakes and like you just need to show her how much you're sorry and blah, and like gives him a big hug and it's like and he's like oh I guess I do have a mother that knows how to raise me he's like yeah she's been there the whole time why have you been so grumpy like why why didn't you go talk to her before she gives nice advice yeah and like <laughs> she's nothing other than supportive she yeah like uh, immediately when she found out that like one of her old friends had kind of or well had had abused her son like her yeah. son like kind of just threw her out and kind of like do you know yeah. what I mean like exiled her yeah she's yeah. not like a bad person in any way yeah it's kind of it's kind of I don't know, I think it is it it all stems back to poor, poor writing I think and it's uh, yeah <laughs> it's like on the one hand it's like oh I'm so fucked up because my mother my my mother's boyfriend used to abuse me and then on the other hand it's like well i can't remember anything until i lived in with this rich family <laughs> it's like so yeah <laughs> so you were like not saying that that doesn't happen like people can't like you know bury things deep or whatever but it, he gave the impression that he'd been like in foster care being abused until he was like 15 or something and then yeah. he got like finally taken in and he's like no i was like five and uh and i don't remember anything (laughs) don't remember this person i lived with um or any of these people (laughs) apparently and it's like are they saying the people in that picture that other foster care family were a horrible family like they seem quite nice yeah that's what i don't that's (laughs) what i don't get like i don't know i thought it's going to be like revealed that christian like basically like shoved jack out of the way to get adopted do you know what i mean or like yeah like or like maybe jack was the son of the 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 guy who the boyfriend who'd abused him like maybe they're like half brothers or something i don't yeah, know or like, like i don't know it happened that like christian because they lived together broke jack's arm and like do you know what i mean like for some reason he yeah. was in the hospital at the time that the, the greys came to visit the house and that's why he got he potentially got picked over him or something like that. I think we're writing a yeah. a better a, 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 a better backstory <laughs> than Neil James did, and we, we haven't really yeah. thought about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
So we end this film where this film should rightly end in the Mm. playroom and we get this final line from Christian Grey. You're topping from the bottom, Mrs. Grey. You're topping from the bottom, Mrs. Grey. (laughs) A good place to end this franchise on that line? I mean, I think that's fine. My problem with it was that he mumbled it so much I had to go back and rewind it and put on subtitles so I could hear yeah. the final line of the film. Yeah, the, the mix is a bit off, isn't it? It's kind of like, yeah. we've got these pop songs, let's really like charge them up high. But it's like, this is supposed to be like our parting words with the audience. <laughs> it's like, don't know. Maybe in IMAX you would have heard it perfectly, but uh, oh, true. Maybe that's why people go to. I, they went to the other two films and they're like, "He mumbles too much. We've got to, we've got to see this proper yeah. stereo." Yeah, it was. A, it was a full. It was a full Tom Hardy in the Dark Knight Rises situation. With like, oh, you got to sit in IMAX to really hear what he's saying. <laughs> Otherwise, it's. <laughs> yeah. Um. um topping from the bottom now <laughs> yeah that's what i get that's what yeah 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 or, uh, you know, yeah. From the bottom now here. um <laughs> yeah why not it nice, seems nice that nice they're having sentiment. a cheeky wee a wee sort of play at the end back back where they should be with it all just being a bit of fun and then um, did you see in the credits there is like a kind of little scene of them as a happy family with yes. their with yes. their baby boy, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite quick on, don't we? It's yeah. not it's not a kind of a MCU style post credit scene. I was about it's, to say, did I miss something? I was like, oh no, no, no wait, no. we do see the the boy, yeah, yeah, and she's pregnant again, um, and she's got a side fringe. That's so so you know she is grown up. Time has passed. She's gone from the front bangs to the sweeping side fringe, so she's um fully fully millennial now and on her second child. Nice, nice. Well, as we wrap off this episode and wrap up this franchise, mm. I need to ask you, how would you rank these films? Like, Just a quick like ranking of which is your least favourite, which is your second least favourite, and which is your favourite, these three films? So I think, I think we can agree that this is probably the favourite. Yes. Um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. Um, I would say the second one is my least favourite. Because even during when we were talking, I couldn't remember half of it. It's yes. that forgettable yeah, yeah, yeah. a film. Um, and I'll say uh, the first film holds a special place in my heart. Um, <laughs> I and uh, yeah, I think E.L. James wrote one story, and mm. it's, it's, it's the Lord, it's the Hobbit adaptation of books, isn't it? Of like that figure, like this could have just been one. <laughs> One, one story in one book. She's gone. I get three out of one. Yeah. Why not? Like, cause, cause, yeah. Like, not a lot really happened in that second film. We needed the first one to establish the characters, but then, really, when you look at that second film, it's a lot really goes on. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like kind of just meanders around a lot of the place. But yeah, I think I agree with you with that ranking. This is my, this is my favorite, and that, as we said. Maybe because we've kind of got Stockholm syndrome and kind of like really, yeah. oh, we have no idea what's going on. So, um, 
as I like to end these episodes, I always ask, uh, what would be your perfect wine pairing for this film, Charlie? Uh, would you would you pair this oh. with a wine? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because they they did some like honeymoon traveling. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a spritzer. Nice, yeah. I'm gonna be, wine with a bit of a bit of, bit of soda water and maybe a bit of celebrate a little bit. Getting to the end. Yes, and I think yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree with you because I think oh, we need to celebrate with the fact that we. We got to the end of this franchise. It's been a, it's, it's been a rocky road. It's been a, it's been a crash down in the Seattle wilderness in a helicopter crash. Mm-hmm. But we've got there. We, we're 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 back to civilization in no time. We've yeah. we really Christian grade it. Um, so would you would you say this is a top shelf, middle shelf, or bottom shelf film? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it middle shelf. Nice, nice, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it shin level shelf. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. You got, yeah, yeah. It's it was it's still pretty cheap, but but it's it, it, yeah. It, it will it will get you to where you need to go. Um, um, amazing. <laughs> so, I'm sure your um your answer to the next question hasn't probably changed since the last one, but just in case it has, which Coppola member would you keep? But in doing so, you get rid of the collective filmography of the entire rest of the family i think last time you said jason schwartzman are we sticking with jason schwartzman i, th- I think i'm gonna stick with him yeah john, yeah. john schwartzman hasn't won you over with his uh <laughs> his cinematography <laughs> in 50 shades freed no no i can't say it really really stood out for me <laughs> this film and um i was listening to uh your uh, the other podcast the other episode you have of um Klaus, which I forgot, is another film I love. Yes. Um, which is Jason Schwartzman, a very good, very nice Christmas film. So, yes, that cements it for me. I'm keeping him. Perfect. And based on this film alone, are the Coppola's the greatest film family of all time, Charlie? Um, no, no, <laughs> not based on this film alone. As <laughs> as 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 pleasantly surprised as I was. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull this one out the bag in a debate. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> evidence. <laughs> Godfather. Yeah, but you guys seen? Uh, you guys seen Fifty Shades Freed? Like that's 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 yeah. up there. Like Francis, Francis got that in the in the family as well. Um, yeah. You just you got to stick with the first dude. It's like Parks and Rec. Um, but you yes. know you got to wait. Wait to see. Yeah, it's delayed gratification, <laughs> right? You got to really you got to yeah. earn you got earn that payoff. Um. Well, that's perfect. I would ask you, what does Bill Murray say to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation? Mm. But you answered that last time. And I imagine it probably hasn't yeah. changed since then. Or I'm not sure. Is there something uh, witty you would like to, to, to have as your answer this no. time? Or, no. I, th- I think last time I gave a very like genuine answer because it is something I'd thought of before. And then you came up with what is butt plugs. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's better. <laughs> so I, think, uh, I think we're going to stick with what are butt plugs um Amazing. if anything or maybe yeah yeah i think that's what we'll stick with the, perfect cl- well, the Chekhov's butt plug apart from getting married is there any fun stuff you have coming up that you would like to shout about or where can people find you to keep up to date with everything that you're doing in the world uh comedy or acting yeah. and stuff like that so um you can find me on twitter and instagram at charlie v martin uh, my website charlievromartin.com and Facebook at Charlie Vero Martin Comedy and 
I guess we're this is going out Valentine's Day ish, isn't it? Yes, this is the romantic season is upon us, guys. Yeah. So I mean, so the next Charlie's Comedy Cabaret um, night is on the tenth. So if you're listening to this and it's come out after that, then you missed out. It was great. Um, <laughs> it's a sh- it's a comedy night I've started doing every other month at Hoopla Impro, but it's a mix of stand up and improv and characters, and musical comedy. Uh, which is lovely. Um, but you may be in time to see me at Leicester Comedy Festival, which I am doing. Um, I'm doing a show there with the, the Weirdos on the 19th, um, which is going to be a lot of fun and chaotic. Um, lots of good people in that. And then on the 20th, I am doing the first ever preview work in progress of my brand new hour. Amazing. Which is all completely brand new material. Some of it's so new, not even written it down. <laughs> um, so if you're in Leicester on the 20th of February, come see that. Amazing. Well, thank you once again for coming and making some Copa connections with me, Charlie. This has been this has been a a, a great little uh, bonding experience that we've gone yeah. on covering these three films. It's kind of uh, yeah, we've kind of gone from complete strangers to. Uh, so at least acquaintances, do you know what I mean? We wouldn't ignore yeah. each other in the street. No, one day we will perhaps meet in person and not talk about yes. <laughs> Not talk about butt plugs. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Not talk about butt plugs. This is the most I think I've ever spoken to a stranger about butt plugs. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I could be that and stranger. Actually, yeah, the only thing, I feel if we do start to get any kind of um, feelings of, needing needing a bit more 50 shades i would suggest that you know obviously 50 shades started as a fan fiction for twilight perhaps it's time for us to write fan fiction for 50 shades i think so i think yeah we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a uh a shared google doc anytime soon yeah. where we will be pinging ideas back and forth or or we'll 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 read this we'll write the sequel that el james yeah can't get off her ivory tower to write because i feel like there's exactly. a, still some gas in the engine for the gray family <laughs> the, the still grays the still grays well uh again Charlie, yeah, the still grays. thank you so much for coming and thank doing you. this with me it's been an absolute blast Well, there you have it, guys. We never have to talk about Fifty Shades ever again on this podcast. But what a bloody ride it has been. The biggest of thank yous to Charlie Vero Martin for being there for every slap, shag, and cringy bit of dialogue that this franchise had to throw at us. We, she, yeah, she braved it out with me. We had a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure you'll agree, this is... um. This was a really fun chat. I bloody loved it. Uh, If you feel like us, that this is the best in the franchise, or if you think that we are bloody mental, uh, head on over to the socials. So that is at Cages in Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd. And let, uh, let me know otherwise. Say, you bloody absolute maverick. You went out on a whim there to say that this has any credibility whatsoever 
Or if you really want to, I don't know, kick the boot to me, or you want to really confess your love, maybe you want to, maybe you got some fan fiction uh, about me, or the podcast, or a Nicolas Cage film, or a Coppola family member, or anyone like that, you drop me an email, which is cagedinpod at gmail.com. So, as for next week on the podcast, I will be joined by Ian Harries from the podcast that nobody asked for. A fantastic, lovely little podcast that uh, asks those questions that nobody asked for. Uh, what are you going to do? What's the what, I don't know, first ever episode they did was what's the film with the like uh, a soundtrack that is better than the film itself? Uh, which is a fantastic listen. Those guys absolutely bloody love Midsummer as well. Uh, you may have listened to my uh, Nicolas Cage All Nighter Marathon special. I had Ian and Graham from the podcast on, so you'll know what a delightful guy that Ian is. But he'll be on to talk about the Wes Anderson film, Isle of Dogs, which has a story by credit from not one, but two Coplers, Jason Schwartzman and Roman Coppola. So we got a lovely little double dollop of Coplers on next week's episode. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so by heading to patreon.com forward slash caged in pod where you can get access to the brand new and exclusive series Movie Brat Bros, which is currently in its first season, De Palma Rama, where we are looking at every single film by the director Brian De Palma and seeing how in each year of his career he matches up to Francis Ford Coppola, an episode that dropped just last Thursday. It would have been my chat with Nathaniel Metcalf, all about Mission Impossible. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun, uh, releasing 96. So you can just do uh, a little bit of Googling and find out what Francis Ford Coppola was doing in that year. Make your own mind up, but listen to me and Nathaniel talk about it because it was a fun chat nonetheless. So yeah, for as little as $3 or £2.50 a month, you can get access to a fortnightly podcast. Head over to patreon.com forward slash caged in pod. Or if you don't want a part of your money, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now and leave a lovely five-star review. So, as always, guys, I have been Petros Patsilovus, your guide through the crazy world of the Coppola family tree. Remember to keep it caged in, and I will catch you next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.